Hey everyone, now the episode you're about to listen to we recorded just over a week ago and I think both myself and Scott have done a really good job of digging into the topic. However, since recording I've found out some slightly new information about this topic. The topic that we're talking about today is the Paracat Killer aka the vending machine killer in Japan who used Paracat herbicide to poison victims via drinks in a vending machine in fact he's not the only person to do that with vending machines in japan a few other people have done it since however three days ago i found a dissertation someone had written for their university about poisonings in japan and this was information i didn't have upon recording so i thought i'd just say a few of these little little things i found little things i picked up on between then and now so that i can add a little bit more context to what we're talking about now I didn't realize how big poisoning as a uh, terror act was in Japan, but thousands of people have been killed through poisonings, mass poisonings like this in Japan. There was a summer festival, for example, where 63 people were killed due to food being laced with poison. And the more I read this dissertation, the more I saw incidents of 23 people killed, 40 people killed, 63 people killed, 80 people killed, the sarin attack on the subway. Poisoning seems to be the kind of method of terrorism in Japan. And me and Scott were not kind of aware of this. And we've done quite a bit of research. And it's only because I found this dissertation that I realized just how common it was. And I do wonder if there is a part of the Japanese psyche, whether it's something to do with the culture, the traditions, where poison comes into play as a means of attack. Because when you compare, say, poisonings in the US or poisonings in Europe to Japan, while there are big cases of mass poisonings, most poisonings come from women poisoning their husband or a boss or someone for revenge. Whereas in Japan, most poisonings appear to come from terror attacks. And because I had a few moments before I put this episode out to jump in and interject, I thought I would just throw this on at the beginning to add just that little bit more context so that you can realize that what we are talking about, while we're saying it is a very Japanese crime, which is something that we picked up on, we didn't realize just how relevant poisonings were to the Japanese criminal history so here's the rest of the episode i hope you're having a good day or evening or morning depending when you're listening to this take care and enjoy the episode doing our first non-cyber psycho killer yeah so uh yeah i guess it is yeah, yeah first non-cyber psycho killer and it's our first trip to japan for killers which is something we've or, talked about although the killer did use a form of technology in a way i say he we don't know who we it was know. or they there could be many yes could be could be not, they're not non-binary i wasn't saying that. <laughs> i wasn't being inclusive i was just saying that there could have been more than one because there are also cases of people copying it at the time three major ones one which was Dumb as fuck, which we'll get into. And there was obviously a similar incident across the world two years earlier. In the United States. In Chicago, yeah. With the Tylenol poisonings, which may have... But also there's the monster with 21 faces, which we'll we'll talk a little bit about that. That happened the year before this. And obviously, with the way we're starting this, I do want to talk about Japan in the 80s. Because we are going to Japan. And 
we today what we think of japan it wasn't like that yet the no, 80s the was thing. where the boom period started after world war Two. i don't need to tell you what happened there if i do then you didn't go to school very well you didn't do much at school no. but yeah so after World War Two, America invested heavily in rebuilding Japan because they were guilty as fuck. Fucking right. And and listen, it helped end the war, but I could feel... At what cost, though? Yeah, exactly. It's like Oppenheimer, I have become deaf, you know. like, And he must have felt like shit forever after seeing, seeing that happen. I can't understand how you could ever be the same again after that. So the investment started within the 50s and 60s to build up. And in the 70s, the industrial side of Japan was ready to go. And they started to innovate. Then we hit the 80s and we've got Super Mario. We've got Donkey Kong. We've got properties. <laughs> the video game industry. The anime the, industry. The, just booming. Akira. All this stuff coming out. Japan, yeah. is Dragon now, Ball. Japan is now a superpower in the world. And its economy is... I don't think they've ever had a growth period like they did in... 40 years. Well, less than 40 years. And that's... Yeah. And that's sort of been, they've, that's ne- they've never had that boom like that in in their history even since then they've never had this spike like that in yeah because they're now on a decline in japan because no one's having kids and they're paying westerners isn't there right their, their ratio between men and women is on massively unbalanced as well it's isn't it massively unbalanced the age ratio as well they've got far too many old people and yes. not enough young people yeah they are paying i think a hundred grand in america in u.s dollars to Westerners who already have a successful business that can go over to Japan and and integrate to meet Japanese women and fuck them to have kids. So if you're out there, wow, they're willing they're willing to to crossbreed. Yeah, which is which we'll get into in this episode as well. They're not Japanese can be purists. a little, a little racist. A little like, well, bit. they're very purist. Yeah, which I get it. And in this time period in the eighties where they were booming. Basically, if you wanted a job in Japan, you needed to move out of your rural areas and to the city, yep. which created this sort of disconnect with the population. Because from everything I've, I looked up about this for this episode, the hostilities in Japan, while everything was doing well and everyone was booming, the Yakuza were also booming in this period, right? As they should be. But the hostilities of the people in the rural areas who felt like they were having to move and sell off and go to the city hated it. And then when they were going to the cities, which were now suddenly cosmopolitan, yeah, yeah, because you had a lot of Brazilian immigrants move over to do factory work, really, in the eighties and and nineties, right. so they were seeing black people for the first time. Oh, oh. And then all these white American business owners were going over there and business partners. That hostility towards gaijin, towards gaijin. foreigners, yeah. was at, at a high, at a peak during this time in the eighties. I mean, when I say a peak, not as a peak in comparison to World War Two or pre or before that. You know, yeah. but to what we would consider now, it's a peak. Now Japan's a lot calmer, a lot different with that, and a lot of those people that held those hostilities aren't around anymore. They're just no, or they're, or they're too old to matter. Yeah. So we're looking at a time period here where essentially we've got a country on the rise, hostilities growing among a certain type of person, but also the cultural element. So I'll ask you, Scott, because you've been to Japan. When it comes to like politeness and cleanliness, like what are they like over there? Fucking hell, they're ridiculously polite. Like they are so polite as a culture. It's it's more like I think it's just how they're brought up. For example, when we were on the bullet train, the guy who's there to check the tickets, when he comes through the door, he bows. When he leaves, he bows. There's going into any shop, going into any restaurant, the you know, ah, come, come, sit, sit, eat, you know. Very, very hospitable people. Yeah. You know, it, apart from like the one incident at Universal, which I might have brought up before, but yeah. 
That wasn't anything, but yeah, and, and cleanliness, mate. You buy a bottle of water. Like we bought a bottle of water from a shop because when we went, it was fucking blistering heat. I had to go into the underground to find a bin, and the streets are spotless. Like it's it's a cultural thing that they either take their rubbish home with them or they just hold on to it until they can find a bin. Whereas yeah. like in England or America, you know, people are just happy just to go. Oh, oh, it fell out my hand. Yeah, like we talked about on our sort of end of the year roundup radio show. We were talking about the World Cup and how they stay behind. Oh, yeah, to clean and, up. And cleaned up the stadium. Yeah. And you won't see that anywhere else. So while there was this growing hostility, Japan very much has unwritten rules about politeness. And with the crime yeah. we're about to talk about, the this would have been found way quicker in the West. And there would have been a distrust for a lot of... The oh, stuff. yeah, they would right. never have escalated to the point it would have yeah. with what happened. Yeah, so, so what we are talking about is the vending machine killer or the paracat killer depending yeah. on is that, is, that, is that how you're pronouncing yeah, it paracat i think it's spelt like q u like french it's q u a t yeah. yeah so it's a paracat killer and what this guy was doing was or persons because again yeah. it's also actually this is another first first non cyber psycho yeah first in japan but also first unsolved Unsolved. yeah because this is an unsolved case they never found out who did this which when we get to the end and we'll talk about theories, I would stick to it being one person, despite them thinking it was a group. Because the more people involved, the more likely you are to get found out or someone will tell someone something they shouldn't. One person who doesn't tell anyone what they're up to can take that to the grave. Yeah, you know? exactly. And what this guy was doing is there was a drink called... Aronim and C. Aronim and C, yeah. And Aronim and C is like a Vitman drink. Yes. I think it's in the Yakuza games as well. I think you can buy it in there. Quite possible. I've got a feeling because I've seen the bottle before. It's a little brown bottle. And it's just like herbs and I don't know. Like it's sort of like almost it was, like it was made, it wasn't, I think it was made by a pharmaceutical company, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it's, it's sort of like Rocca or something. You know, one of those sort of things. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But it had a tendency to drop two. Well, no, what they were running actually was... Oh, it was, it, they were running a... It uh, was running a campaign of a buy one, get one free. So it didn't matter what drink you bought in the vending machine, you got one of those as well. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, they so kind of basically forced it upon you, like you 2 when they put that album on, on, the, on, on iTunes. iTunes. So you'd get one. And a lot of people, because of what we said about the politeness in Japan, people would get two drinks and they'd sort often would just go, well, I only wanted one. Yeah. So they put one on the side. So it was common throughout the entirety of Japan to see one or two of these empty, unopened bottles sat on the top of a vending machine because it would just it would just happen naturally. If right? you didn't want it, you left it, and then the next person that came up might not have any money or yeah, someone could. It's could, just yeah, it's so, or someone might be you know a bit down on their luck and that. So there's also there's a drink that they can have for for free, and you know, or someone's got a kid and they're like, I'm gonna get a drink and here's give one of these out for free, right? Yeah. So they had that culture in the West, a free drink, the cunt's drinking it straight away. Or if it's left on the side like that, someone's not trusting it. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust a drink. They open it, sniff it, pour a bit out, give a bit to their dog, see what happens. I would, I would literally, if I was at a vending machine and there was a drink on top of it or to the side of it, I wouldn't even think about fucking picking it off because I don't know who the fuck's been on that. You see, a weird sidebar to that is though, I, I don't know if it was ever big over here, but when I was a kid, when I was about 13, 14, we used to go bin raiding. I don't know if you ever did that. No. Right? So we would go, we'd only go to one place. We weren't going down like Pizza Hut's bins and see what <laughs> But we would go to Blockbuster and we'd go on a Sunday night at about half past 10 because they'd, they'd shut at about nine on a Sunday. Right. And you'd open the bin and we'd dig through it for video games. And you would yeah. find stacks and stacks of like N64 cartridges, all sorts of shit that they'd Why? thrown away. Because they wouldn't, 
after a few years, they'd want to get rid of the stock. Or sometimes the game, the games were scratched and they would just oh. go, we can't rent it out or someone had complained it didn't work. Yeah. So me and my mate, my mate John, we'd go down the bins and we every Sunday, we'd, we'd, we'd come out with about 12 games each, okay. di- different ones. We'd get home, we'd test them on our consoles, right? The ones that worked, we'd put in a pile. The ones that didn't work, we'd put in another pile. We'd then take the ones that didn't work to the local trading shop and pay a pound for him to redo them. So a pound a disc. Right. And redo the disc and then test them. And if they worked, we'd keep them. But what I'd often do is go to school and sell them for a fiver each. Once I was like... Because often they were shit I didn't want. We were, we were going every Sunday to the local blockbuster and nicking them. And then they put a fucking lock on the bin. Yeah, they fucking... It's yeah. like, what, you've, you've thrown them away. So why don't you let people have them? But like that sort of thing we used to do back in the 90s, you don't really hear about that so much. <laughs> Never now. heard of that at all. And... In Japan, that's not that people go down bins, but people would. People in Japan just genuinely, they have a lot of honesty boxes like we do here. Yeah. Where they'll just have like stuff they're selling from their garden or whatever. But sometimes it's like food that they've got left over and they put in a little Tupperware well, and just put it on the honesty box. Hedge veg over here. Yeah. I think we're one of the only other places in the world that do do that. Because a lot of places people just smash stuff like that up. It's happened well, here a few It's happened, well. yeah. Well, you look at the, the what's it, the, the fudge one. Yeah. They literally some cunts went and fucking smashed ten, it on the box. Two ten-year-old kids. Really? Yeah. Give them a hiding. Yeah, why smash that up? They didn't even eat it. They opened it all and poured it all on the floor. Fucking pricks, eh? So, like, I understand a little ten-year-old going for a nick a packet and they gr- run and grab one. And yeah, that, that, that I could understand. But why the hell would you want to just ruin it? But yeah, what we're talking about, honesty boxes, basically on the end of your garden, you have like a little hut. Like a small or a little box, yeah, a little box, and you put your eggs in it or whatever you've grown. Yeah, your hedge veg, your and hedge stuff, veg. stuff, your stuff you've grown, and then you put a little money box next to there Just, with with the, and the prices on it, and you know you rely on the honesty and trust of your local people. Not to one steal your box of money, but also steal that. And in Japan, they do this as well. Yeah, but the the thing that Japan does differently is there'll be like a restaurant or something, and at night they've got like well, it won't be lasagna, but let's, for this for this case, it's, <laughs> they've got some sushi left. Let's be racist and go straight in there for sushi. They've got some sushi left, and they will walk out to their local box, and they will just put like a couple of Tupperwares with the leftover sushi in it, yeah. and the homeless or ever would come along and have it. Yeah. So that like they would do that like that's a it's a very giving nature. So. Well, that that way, nothing goes to waste. It's a smart way of doing it. Like speaking of like bin raiding, I've been watching a channel about geezer doing it because I had that memory in my head for weeks right. of like doing that, and I was like, when, when am I going to ever tell anyone this? Maybe on this, <laughs> maybe on that. And it's that's why. That's think... what. That's why you picked this topic. You picked this topic solely so you could tell so that I story. Tell that story. But <laughs> so I searched it, and there was a guy. I watched this guy. He's got a YouTube channel, and he does that. He goes down bins, right. and some of the stuff he's finding it makes you feel sick. He goes to a wholesaler. Right? Yeah, and because they sell everything in wholesale, so say they've got a crate of ciders, twenty-four pack of ciders, and one explodes, they can't sell it. He goes to the bin and he'll find twenty-three ciders in the bin, with one exploded can in there, <laughs> and he'll pick that up and he go, "Oh, and there's another one of Stella's," and he'll take that and he'll, he'll walk out with about four grand's worth of booze. Yeah, but over here you can have the you can buy like pick up a case of like twenty-four or whatever, but you can just open it up and just take a four pack out of it. Yeah. And that's what it becomes. It just becomes right. If you want four pack, there's four packs. So you use that until it goes. But these wholesalers that, cause they only, they only sell to other, I guess this place only sells to businesses. Businesses. Yeah. So they can't now sell that to a business. It goes in the bin. But he, I mean, he was opening it up and he was going, Oh, look, there's the Diablo Rioja. That's about a tenner a bottle. He was like, there's eight of them in there because they've come out a box of 12 and Two. there's only eight left. Yeah. So there's, oh, there's like four missing or whatever. So they're in the bin. What? 
and just other stuff like you, you find like he, he would do that he'd go into like around the back of Smythe's Toys or Smith's Toys whatever it's called it's yeah. a toy shop yeah yeah and you know the stuff they have on display like footballs and the toys they have on display just dump them in the bin when they're done with it and he'd open it up and you go here's the entire in the case Sonic the Hedgehog display that they had out with all the toys in it set on a stand and he's like well I'll take the entire display and give it to my son yeah. so he open that up and he'll play with all the toys and he'll get use out of it while they binned it and you know the little police bikes for kids and all that with the lot yeah, yeah. stuff that they have in there that kids can sit on and go around on that's right when they're done with them they dump them they don't try and sell it for cheap or anything like that they're not broken they've just been used, used as a display and uh, bikes but what he said is the kids bikes that he finds in there they cut the spokes off the wheels so they, and they cut the brakes so if you did take the so you can only take the frame and then you'd have to do it up and he's like they cut them when they throw them away to stop people like me coming and taking it why eh so it's a waste. It's a massive waste. Whereas in Japan, you don't need to fucking go down bins to find this stuff because really? the the people themselves are quite happy to offer it and give it away. And the reason I wanted to sort of talk about that little bit of how Japan is, is that is a very unique crime. And a lot of these Japanese crimes that happen are unique to Japan. Exploited for the customs that they hold. Yeah, or or sometimes, like, uh, I don't know if you know the one about the guy who had all the operations on his face to change how he looked after rape and a murder and an English girl. It was a really famous case in the early in the early 2010s, maybe around. No, there was a case in Japan again, very unique to how the Japanese people are. To chase someone down in the street and stop them and say, "Oh, you're English," which is what he did. You're English. Do you speak Japanese? Yes, I do. I'm looking for a teacher to help me learn English. I will pay you X. Is people over here would be like, "Who the fuck?" But over there, you'd be like, well, very polite, nice young gentleman. He spotted a, someone who's not Japanese and wants to know if they can help him learn and is willing to pay and all this. And that's what this guy did. And he gave her a letter and she opened it and it was a, a drawing of herself that he'd done where he'd seen her in a cafe or something. Right. She was like, well, he wants to pay money. So yeah, I'll meet him. The next day she meets him and he rapes and kills her. <laughs> and then he runs away and then he gets what he cuts his lips off himself and hides in one of the World War II bunkers. For like six months. Wow. Comes out, gets plastic surgery done, and it's only because he let the guy do a before and after that he got caught. Wow. And it took two years to catch the cunt. But it's a very but it's a very Japanese story, and maybe we'll do that as a, a topic down size. But you wouldn't have that sort of you'd be too wary in the West of someone running up to you in the street and asking you if you would be willing to teach them and go and, and not take no for an answer. We're but not you, as trusting a people as No, and even though she was a Western girl herself. She would have thought, oh, you know, cute little Japanese well, the boy, thing is, wants help. The but... thing is, the Japanese are, from my experience, having met quite a few now. That is literally just how they are. And they, yeah. I, I had, like, I did have random people just start trying to talk to me in English, just to practice. Yeah, it's and very they, common. You know, they're just, you know, how how my English? is oh, yeah, very good, very good. And then I'd ask them to teach me a couple of words and stuff Yeah, like look, I watched this guy called Sabbatical on youtube right american guy and he goes to like hong kong china and japan and some of his videos in japan they're just so fucking friendly yeah and he goes he goes i'm going to what is classed as the ghetto of japan apparently it's very dangerous and all the people don't don't go there don't go there he gets there he goes to a bar the yakuza guys are in there they buy him a drink they want to chat to him yeah. he goes to another bar and it's like the sort of poor kids but they all want to know him they want to talk to him and he's like this is he said if this is the most dangerous part of japan he said now don't get me wrong you won't want to mess with these people no but when you go to a dangerous part in America, huh. it's not a case of wanting to mess with them. They come and mess with you. Yeah. 
and they, they their intention is to mess with you. It was in Japan, their intention is to make sure you're not a cunt first. Yes. And then they're happy with you and they want to buy you a drink and sit with you. And, and maybe you will get robbed every now and then. I mean, I'm sure that definitely happens. I'm sure it happens everywhere. Yeah. But I think it's a very safe place. So for, for foreigners to go there and feel completely not threatened by their locals makes sense yeah. to me. I mean, me and Amy went to a uh, we went to an underground punk gig with a mate with a, with a mate of mine who lives over there, and that was like the most comfortable I felt in the entire fucking time we were over there, really, because there were just loads of guys and girls all tattooed up like me, yeah, which you don't see out about because of because of the Japanese stand on tattoos. But one of the guys I met, a bass player over there, he in a band called uh, Jacked Up, they literally he's tattooed up to the jawline. He's tattooist himself. Absolutely sounds fuck. Yeah. Just really, yeah. really nice people. Yeah, like, they have an appreciation for Western. I guess we call it Americana, but it also the Britishness. They, they like a lot of that old punk, British punk as well. And the Queen they love and a few things like that. Yeah. But they have, like, a weird appreciation for stuff. Like, you go anywhere else and they and like, you don't get that, but you go to a place like Japan or even Hong Kong's another place, which used to be under British rule. Yeah. But you'll still see the flag in Hong Kong flying, the yeah. British flag in places, because yeah. they have this weird admira- admiration for it, especially with American pop culture as well in Japan. They just love it. Well, that's how a lot of them learn English. Yeah. Like, a friend of mine, Ken, he speaks fluent English. He's got an American accent when he sit- when he speaks it, even though he's Japanese, but because that's how he's learnt. You find that with Eastern Europeans as well now. A lot of them have, like, a weird twang, twang. an American twang to it, because it's just... Yeah. They, they've dominated the, the language from a pop culture standpoint. Hollywood, I'd say it's Hollywood's number one for, for spreading that around the world. It's, 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 it's most, most accessible. Yeah, and, and there's high budget, must-see shit that everyone needs to know about. Yeah. So you kind of spread it around. And when you find more Asian actors getting roles in Hollywood, it entices them even more to look. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, we never really... I, I would refute that we get more than we did. I think we've always had them, but... They, they get they, more, they get they they they're getting a lot more appreciation than they, they used to. Yeah, they were niche because they were in martial arts films. You go, but they, were, yeah, but they, they, they yeah, but they were Jap- they were Chinese. Yeah, they, they weren't they Japanese. Were Chinese, you're right. But like so, so, like a Jet Li film though, an Asian film would not break the box office. But then certain ones did, like Hero, the Jackie Chan movies with Owen Wilson did. Shanghai, Rush Hour, Rush Hour, those did. Yeah, but those are like comedic crossovers. They, they, they worked really well, and obviously the Bruce Lee films were huge. Yep. back in the day as well. But and Donnie Yen, Donnie Yen's quite well, a Donnie massive Yen's just name. A fucking fantastic actor, all round decent actor, good actor. So, yeah, so like they have a they have a thing for the West. That they're kind of, uh, but at the time period we're talking, that would have just in the eighties. Michael Jackson was huge at this point in Japan. Oh yeah, the, you know the Michael Jackson impersonators, Motley but, Crue. Motley Crue, Motley Crue yeah, they love the hair metal stuff. Yeah. And you could see it through their emerging music scene. Madonna is another one they loved over well, there. You look at their you look at their fashion sense, like even now, it's it's still they still hold a lot of fifty style fashion with like their leather jackets, their motorbikes, how the women dress, the girls in that in that certain style, just very fifties. Yeah. With their with their with their floral dresses, which is probably the first, the massive ass like gel back hair and stuff like that. Yeah, and that, but I would say that's probably the first cultural influence that the Yanks had on Japan was the fifties. Yeah, that style was the first thing. That's what they all thought an American was. They thought they were like from fucking Greece. Obviously, Greece yeah, no, yeah. later, but that's what they Literally, thought. Yeah, yeah, they thought all good. Americans were like that. Yeah, for a very long time, they would have thought that. Yeah, it's like you know. Sometimes you you meet people and 
This is, you know, it sounds racist, but when you're in London, like they want you to take photos and you talk to them, and they would they would say stuff to you that you'd sit there and go, they like you're in England, but they'd ask, "Have you ever met Tom Cruise?" <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's like because they've got this in their mind that Every, if you're Western, everybody knows everybody. But then also in Japan, their idols <laughs> are accessible. They're, they're and their actors and stuff kind of just dangerously accessible. Yeah, they're around, right? Yeah. And people can go up to them and talk to them and all sorts of shit. So I guess they think that if you're in the West, it must be the same. No. And it, and it's not. And that our, our celebrities aren't as down to earth. No. And, and it just hits home why this is a unique. I wanted to start this with people in the mindset of what you're about to hear might seem unrealistic to us because they are so different. Yeah. You know? So. I was telling Amy about this case and she was just like. Who would pick up a bottle on the top of a vending <laughs> machine? Yeah, you'd also, you didn't see things, even if you'd look at it and think, oh, it looks all right, you we would think someone's pissed in it or something. At yeah. the very least. Yeah. You'd be like, so someone's put the bottle up their ass yes. and put it down there. So you pull it off and you still put someone's it down your lip. Someone's farted on the rim or something. Yeah, you, you would just have a distrust, a distrust for it. And yeah. the weird thing with it is, is that it did taste off when they first tasted the drink. And this is something they all reported. Well, it did taste a bit funny. You're still drunk the whole yeah, fucking but you might, Yeah, but you, you would put it down to maybe I spin out in the sun a bit too long. Maybe, yeah. Possibly. Because it was the, the amount you drank basically was your death warrant. 50, uh, 15 cc's eh, of, was, is, a, is a lethal dose of this, this yeah. paracat. But some people got a wallop in the mouth, didn't swallow, spat out, still ended up in hospital. Well, the first, the, one of the first ones, literally, he, he, said he drank a bottle and a half before he started feeling ill. Yeah, so this is the truck driver. Prop driver slash, slash fish, fisherman, fisherman or whatever, or whichever, whichever, whichever case you want to go through with first. Well, mm-hmm. I say fisherman. He is actually, I just, all I had for the first one was a name yeah. and an age, which I don't, didn't have for anybody else. No, there's something with the, because I looked it up because I said to you, there's really no info on these people, right? Nothing. No They're names. very, very secretive sometimes. To be fair, to be fair, details. we butcher the fuck out of the names anyway. We will, so it's probably best we don't say them. We can try. I'll let you try. Well, I got the, well, the one I got, literally, this, this is the thing, like the first victim, it, depending on which, which article you find or which. Just don't read it in the. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the first victim I got, basically, the date's exactly the same, April 30th, 1985, in Akiyama, Hiroshima. And uh, I've got, like, first one, I got Harry, Harry Otsu, 52. Yeah. But then another note, I've just got a 45-year-old truck driver. And it's exactly the same. While it's buying, the same story. It's exactly the same story. It's just one's a name and, a, and an age difference. It's, it's, it's really bizarre misinformation of yeah. wh- which, one's, which one's the real one. And yeah, with this guy, he came along to the vending machine and he actually bought a bottle of this drink. Yes, he did. And he got two. But and he saw one on top. Oh, he saw one on top. And he drank his first bottle and it was fine. And then it was at his lunchtime, he opened the second bottle when he was going around his business. And drank about half of it. Drank half of it and went, this doesn't taste right. Something's wrong with it. And very, very quickly found himself in hospital. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Again, again, this is actually another thing I found with the misinformation is I've got one is he died on the 2nd of May. So what, two, three days later. And then in, and in another one, I've got he died on the 30th of May. So he was literally ill for a month. Yeah. And it's like, which... Which is true. Yeah. Looking at how quickly the other people who had this died, you die within a week. So yeah. I would I would say that the, the three days is about right. I'd say so too. And... They had no clue 
what had happened to him. They couldn't figure out what had poisoned him. He had a high toxicology report for obvious reasons. And it was only in passing that I saw that he said to the nurse, well, I was drinking Paracat and then I felt sick. And it was only then... No, no, he was drinking Oramin C. Oramin C, sorry. Was yeah. he? I, I'm, I'm, I, was, I was casually guzzing a, a herbicide. I'm his herbicide. So, I didn't and understand what was wrong with me. Yeah, all of a sudden I felt, I felt really ill. You should have told... What were you, what were you, and it was my second bottle because I was drinking bleach first. Yeah. <laughs> I thought a nice little cocktail of poison would, uh, would set me yeah. right for the day. Oramin C. Yeah. And it's only then that they went, well, that could be what poisoned you. But how do you alert people? I mean, do you alert the company and say... You have to prove, was it, and you don't know anything yet. You don't know if someone had poisoned the bottle or if it was a problem in the factory, or which does happen. But this, is, it's, it's, this is the first victim, and like and you look at the timeline, April 30th was the first one. Nothing happened until September. Yeah. So there was a good little gap. So what I, I was thinking about this the other year, yesterday, what that sounds like to me is that sounds like someone's first kill. Yes. And they laid low just to just to see if, if they if they got caught if anything came back to them, and but, then when they realised nothing was happening, they went right, let's go. Or it's a very smart motherfucker who doesn't want their poisonings to be linked, so they mm-hmm. give it long enough that you can get away with doing as many as you can before hysteria takes place. Because there was no hysteria after the first one, there was no let's take the drink down, let's check out the vendor machines. This happened much later that people were vigilant because they didn't know that these crimes were connected. Yeah, but like the, the deaths, for example, I've only got, I've only got the deaths. I haven't got the, the other poisonings that didn't give off that much information. Some of these were like back to back days. Yeah. Yeah. So initially it went, we went for, you go from April 30th to the next one being September 11th. Yeah. That's the, that's, that's the timeline there. So you got a good, that, I, that's why I thought, it sounds like a first it, 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 a cooling it, it, down period. I'm just trying to. I reckon you're right, but I'm just trying to throw out some up because we don't know. It's an unsolved no, case. No, of course. It could also be that they poisoned a bunch of them, and people ended up throwing them in the bin. A drunk come along, grabbed the bottle, and dropped it on the fucking floor. Maybe there could be different. There could be different things that had happened with it. You know, like not always. I, I don't think he just poisoned one and walked off. He probably did three or four at the set on because that's what his mo was later. He'd do a bunch in, in a couple of areas. Yeah. And then it would be one day, and then two days later, another one's found. And I think he's he either had... He didn't have access to the vending machines, but he knew their locations. He had the ability to spread around the country very quickly. Yeah, at that time, there was like five million vending machines. Yeah. So you would never be able to track them down. And obviously, the vending machine culture in Japan is insane. Yeah, what was it? One of the ones I was listening to, this woman, so she lived in Japan for a while. She's one of her favorite ones, which was in her in Hiroshima, was a vending machine that made you a pizza. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It cooks, it cooks you a pizza. You select it, and it comes up literally within ten minutes. The pizza's yeah. done because it goes through one. Have you ever seen the toast machine? It's on a roller. Yeah. Basically, the pizza does that. It goes on a roller, up, 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 and then as soon as it comes out, they know it, the time it takes to come out is when it's ready. Yeah. Yeah. They're vending machine restaurants as well. Where you walk in and you've got walls of vending machines on either side and tables in the middle and you serve yourself because they have them. I don't know if you had them in Japan. They have them like teriyaki pots right? where you pull the lid off the pot yeah. and then you pull a tab and it heats up with a chemical heat, heater in built into the packaging that heats the dish and the foil over the top of it ke- keeps it all in. Amazing. And within like five minutes, your food's fucking cooked for you and you've like, not had to buy in. You've not had to heat it up or anything. 
Yeah, they got fucking vending machines for fucking everything. They got yeah. vending machines for sushi. They got women's knickers. Oh yeah, used women's knickers, yeah. porn, fucking dildos, all sorts. Yeah. Of shit. Oh, yeah, it's mental. If you want CDs, they used to have CD vending yeah. machines. If you want it, you can get it out of a fucking vending machine. Literally. And that plays into it. A lot of their cultures, I don't know why, they love that fucking, like, pachinko. They love to shit moving about and dropping. Oh, yeah, pachinko. They love it. They yeah, fucking yeah. love it, right? Like, the claw games, all that. The Japanese love all that we went, shit. We went to an arcade in Kyoto. We were like, I think we'd done something, and we didn't know what we were going to do for the rest of the night, and we'd, we'd clocked a massive arcade. And, like, it was three floors, right? Ground floor was claw, like, literally just tons of claw machines. Next floor up was, one side was your arcade machine. So, you know, it was like Luigi's Mansion. There was, I think it was like, it wasn't Dragon Ball Fighters, but it was a Dragon Ball arcade game. There was a few, yeah. There was like a load of like, you know, the, the old hitting ones, like drum game and stuff like that. And then literally in the corner, it was just like virtual horse racing. And there were literally blokes with fucking cans of Red Bull just smoking, gambling on virtual horse bet, racing. Yeah, yeah. gambling's huge over there. Yeah, and then upstairs but, is Pachinko. Like, the gambling's huge across Asia, like. They they love gambling. So, like, it's, yeah, the way their culture is and, like, the way I, again, the reliance on that kind of, like, weird put your coin in and get something, you don't see anywhere else. But I wonder if the first time they saw this was in the 50s yeah. and they had a jukebox and they had a vendor machine and they had a claw game from a carnival in America for the first time. Yeah. And the country just adopted that stuff as their identity. So, because there are so fucking many of them, it's a very, very easy system to game if you know... How to exploit it. How to exploit it. And honestly, I think you could do something similar anywhere in the world if you had access to opening the machine. There's tons of fucking money to be made if you owned one of those as well. Yes. Tons of money. There's all sorts of, there was all sorts of weird drinks and that weird drinks. Weird drinks for us. Like in those in those vending machines in Japan. Just like you get a couple of bottles of water and then there's like fucking green tea water, cinnamon water, then there's like different different like fruity based drinks and it's Yeah, beers, yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. Literally in the vending machine. There's like what was it that someone was telling me? Just yeah. a cigarette vending machine in the street. So no need for an ID, just go put some money in and get a beer. Yeah, beer but but they there's no trust you enough to not be abusing it. It's there's just... no but there's no open container laws in, in Japan. Yeah. So you can just drink in the streets if you want. It's frowned upon, but you could do it. You find spots though where it's like the cosplay spots you find people drinking all day. Just hanging up because they did the weird thing with cosplay is that those areas, which I think they're just there for tourist money, to be honest. Yeah, it makes sense. The girls that hang around on like a whole area is just only girls in cosplay. They know Westerners turn up Creepy. fucking paying money for photographs. I think that's what that's really all about. But they're, they're just sitting there drinking, getting pissed and smoking all day, just constant, non stop fucking having a go all day, which fair play to them. If they're making, if they can charge people like a tenner a photograph. And, and we be fucking creepy British and American dudes are turning up to pose with yep. cute Japanese chicks in a fucking Tifa outfit, then fair play. They, they deserve it. But yeah, like this cultural side of it is a big part of the crime and their, their vending machine culture is a big part of the crime. The trust is a big part of the crime and 12 people in total died. I thought 34... Were injured, I think, ooh, is the total. Ooh. I did get the numbers down. Give me just a sec. 34 poisonings, 11 deaths. 11 deaths, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of fucking people yeah. hit by one guy. And it just shows you, like, how many more did he put out there that never got or, or got found? Because there was a point where police were openly looking for this shit. Yeah. And they had to change the bottle design, which came 
they much, ha- much later. They, they had to put, put a load of warning signs on vending machines yeah, to check. Do not for- take the free bottle, please. Just put it to the side. But people- I wonder how. I wonder how it went for the pharmacy. The pharmaceutical company. It was that whose drink it was. A fucking terrible for him. Must have done it. Eh? Must be terrible for him. There was a spokesperson for the Japanese soft drink soft drink bottlers association, Takio Mizuchi. He blamed consumers. He tried to blame consumers, saying that you should be more cautious <laughs> and look for any broken seals or tampering. I'm sorry, but if a drink comes out of vending machine, you're going to trust it because no one should be able to fucking get near it. No, and like when I first saw this case, a part of me wondered if it was a disgruntled ex-employee because we'd seen that a few times yeah. in Japan and in America we'd seen it a few times where someone who knows how to get into the bottle yeah. Fucking, he's just going, you know what? Fuck them. I want this company to tank. You, you think all you need, what you really need is a syringe into the top, through the through the cap, just press it down. Who's going to go? Especially if you're, if you're just leaving it on top. Yeah, who's, yeah. who's going to turn a bottle upside down and check if you if there's, if there's like a little hole, tiny yeah. little hole in the top of it? And a lot of these packaging as well have fail-safe re-entry points as well, which people don't realise. But a lot of companies... In case they need to get into a bottle or whatever, sometimes with food packaging, they have a way where they know if you just snip this bit and push your finger up in this bit, you can pull the packet off. Yeah. And you open the whole thing and you won't damage the packet and you can get into it. So a lot of, I don't know how much, how common that is now because there's so many regulations on this mm. shit. Because we had it in the UK where people put in fucking glass in baby food. Was that oh, a guy yeah, did that. I remember that. Yeah, in, in like the 90s, and late 90s. That. Yeah. And it, it, you do get these kind of crimes. But... but it- it forced it forced the bottling companies to reevaluate how the, their distribution. So you would you would only be out you'd have they'd be sealed with like a, a one time only sort of like cap. So once you opened it, yeah, like a ring pull. Cap, yeah, yeah, you could never ever reseal it. So if that's how that's how their their idea of to sort the tampering. If you opened it, you couldn't close it again. Yeah, so before they were just screw caps. Yeah, and they didn't because with the eighties you didn't have the little break thing when you pull a bottle lid off yeah you didn't have that yeah. you just had a screw you could undo and that's it that's it so they were really easy to get into and i don't know if the guy was getting bottles of it because again there's no forensics because it didn't exist it's, there's no that's it yeah there's, there's a really they can't get any evidence but he could have just been turning up to a vending machine putting a coin in getting a drink taking a lid off squirting it in closing it putting it on top and walking away well, he could be getting one for himself as well it could be getting because you get, buy one get one free, and every time he got himself one, he just went and walked off. Literally, which is a fucking his mindset is the most fat to me, and we'll probably talk about that more once we've got through all the crimes. Yeah. Because there's something murder is always bad, it's always dark, but there's something a bit pussified about doing this because you haven't got a target. You don't. You're not trying to kill a certain type of person, but you're doing it in the most weak way, like poison a random npc and walk away like you're a cow it's a coward like yeah you know not saying that any as, killers are cowards, as, but as, as, definitely as, a coward as they used to say in uh, like game of thrones and through history poison's a woman's weapon a woman's weapon yeah and it's weird to this day women are more likely when it comes to like these uh, murders in the home women are more likely to poison than yeah. man will just get angry and beat and strangle someone women are more likely to poison you or do you while you're sleeping so that's how they do it. 
Poison's less personal. Yeah. But it, but it, but what it does to the person is very personal. Yeah, and you get these people that poison people over a long period of time. A lot like of elderly ca- people and stuff that are like, they're going to die of old age. Let's get them out the door as quick as we can. Just a little bit of poison here and there. There's, and uh, there's a few cases through the years, especially olden times, of like arsenic poisoning. Yeah. And it was literally do- like small doses over time so that person kind of gradually got sicker and then eventually died but yeah, they it had takes no four months but but it had the same but they it carried the same symptoms as like a fucking certain flu that was going around or a certain infection and especially if you do it to old people it's like look around their body gives up it shuts yeah. down it just stops working exactly yeah so it's a bit of a cowardly way to do it but we will dig into it more so let's get on to the other deaths that happened so as i said our first one was in on the 30th of april the second confirmed death was september 11th in Izumisano, probably pronounced that wrong, but in Osaka. And this was a 52-year-old man returning from a fishing trip. That's where I got the fishing from. Purchased an a Oronim C. So I'm going to... Do you want to go Geronimo? Geronimo C. <laughs> he finds another one already sitting in the vending machine dispensing slot and takes both. The victim consumes the drinks upon reaching home and subsequently perishes... On September 14th, traces of paraquin are detected in the remnants of the beverage. Yeah. And then you get one the next day. Now, I don't know how close... Their consumption time was. Well, no, I don't know. I don't know how close May Province and Prefecture and Osaka Prefecture, I don't know how close they are. I looked at a map and it basically, it didn't go to the... They never went to the real far corners of Japan. It was always But central, they went all central, across central, central coastal, western. yeah. yeah. They all kind of went in like a, almost like a... A train um, location. Yeah, like like a bullet train location or the main highways, which is weird because the first victim was a trucker and I just wonder if another trucker could be doing it because it would give them an excuse to be where they are at all times. And it's weird that the first person is a trucker and they were at a stop that's known for trucking and late yeah. night to pick it up that someone else... But again, you just be this guy who's got the sales data for the company who's pissed off of them to know all that info, where they sell the most or... Yeah. So this this was in the city of Matsusaki, Saka, Matsusaka, in uh, May, May? M-I-E, so would that be May? May, yeah. Yeah, May Prefecture. Apologize to any, apologies to any Japanese we have a few. listeners for <laughs> a few. Uh, me butchering this. I'm trying my absolute best. I'm usually pretty good at it. But... Send us a voice message helping us with the language and we'll yeah. be happy with it. So this was this okay, this is one of the youngest ones. This was a twenty two year old university student purchased a real gold. It's a caffeinated energy, energy soda. They find they found another bottle of real gold already sitting on the vending machine. So they were finding a pattern. Yeah. They buy one, they're getting something, they're taking another one that looks very uh, exactly the same. But here's the here's the thing according to the according to this information, they were they they were a day apart, but both died on the same day. The victim consumes the drinks upon reaching home and subsequently perishes on the 14th. But this time, there are traces of diquet that are detected in the remnants of the barrier. So it's, a, it's, a, it's another herbicide. Yeah. Now, it's good to remember that, because I, I found this out, that that herbicide, paraquet, and I'm assuming this one as well, paraquet was banned in 32 countries at this time. Yeah. So it was obviously, because it literally just burned crops. It burnt the soil. Yeah, I mean, it. it's a bit like Roundup, which has been banned now across Europe, and the Yanks are still using it. And it's causing the farm workers they're in, in America and in Europe... Making the soil toxic. 
Yeah, but the farm workers that are using it are all getting cancer as a result of touching the stuff. They're getting cancer from using Roundup. Really? Yeah. Thousands, thousands of them that go out and pick crops and stuff have all ended up with cancer from Roundup. And it's going in your food. So people are catching the cancer from eating the food as well. It's fucking... Mm-hmm. That's why you don't see it anymore. Yeah, but they're probably using it because it's cheap as fuck to get. You, you can't get the fucking unblocker substance, the, the really good one, one shot anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, they've got rid of one shot because people fucking... Some old man in the UK pouring it down all his drains and shit in his fucking ki- in his bathroom and inhaling the shit and fucking died. But it says on the bottle, if you don't have a room with an open fucking thing in it... Don't use it. Don't use it. Or if you've got a room with an extractor fan in it, do not stay in the room. Like If you've got to do your toilet, you chuck a bit down, you close the door and you fuck off. Yeah. You come back an hour later with the fan still running, you open the door, you flush it away, and you're right. then you do your sink. You don't do them all at once. And this old guy was in his fucking bathroom just chucking hey, it down, everything. Didn't read the fucking bottle, eh? And yeah, a lot of, they've banned it. A lot, a lot of places are still trying to sell it on ebay and stuff because it's fucking good it's powerful shit one shot's really good it, yeah. it would sort out anything yeah that sucks well, fucking old people not, not reading the labels yeah i feel that i mean Phil, I mean, what a way to go but it's very similar to how these people Probably went out as high as a kite maybe no i don't think so i think it'll make you feel really sick and yeah. just start burning your fucking lungs uh, away okay. your lungs turn to fucking mush oh god but is this it's probably similar to this what, is basically it is literally like inhaling acid yeah though. but i think it'd be similar to how these guys went and they breathed it in they would... Well, just putting it on the skin is enough to cause severe blistering, like yeah. chemical burns. So they're drinking it, and obviously it is watered down with the drink. So when they're first throwing it back, they're only noticing like a... A weird oh, taste. Oh, and all oh, their throat might be a bit sore. Yeah. But once it, once they were getting it in their system, and a lot of them were getting it in their lungs, which I don't know how that was, what, how, what it was doing to their lungs. I don't know if it's just being in your body, bloodstream or whatever. I think that's probably more of the case. But a lot of them were getting build up a scar tissue, fibrosis on the lungs. Interesting. And they were getting so much of it that basically your lungs cannot move. And they, it was almost like they are just holes and big well, chunks and scars that's, in their lungs. That's what is, someone likened it to is literally like when you're drinking it, it's it's the same as literally it just burns a hole through your throat. Yeah. So that's fucking hard. So you got to think like those are the people that died. Those that didn't, they must have some permanent damage. A lot of them did. A lot of them were may not even be alive today. We don't know the the toll on it. Some of them were all right because that like there were some of those people that literally they put it in their mouth and spat it out and they ended up with ulcers and stuff in their mouths. That's enough. And and a few burns on their tongue and and nothing more. But the people that were down a fucking bottle of it. And it would take like an hour to two hours for you to really fucking feel that. Yeah. Probably puking blood. Oh, yeah. Probably, do you definitely. know what I mean? you're, you're in a bad way. You're probably yeah, eyes yeah. all fucking bulging out. You'd be in that deep sweat. Your body is panicking. Your white blood cells are rushing to fix these things and causing more and more scar tissue and more problems. By the time you get to the hospital, which is what they were saying, your reaction time to get into the hospital is what was saving your life. Yeah. And most people... In the West, and I'd imagine Japan's even worse, most people in the West will wait it out and see how they really feel. And in Japan, because of the politeness and because of the thing, they're not, they, they would be, well, we don't want to bother the doctor. We don't want to cause a scene. We don't want to cause a problem. I'll wait until it's too late. Yeah. Uh, what a way to fucking go. Basically suffocating on you. On, on, on yeah, on your own fucking tissue. Yeah. 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 Right. So next victim. So you're looking at that's literally three that's the third one in the space of pretty much a week this is this was in imadet present day ichizen in fuku prefecture yeah 
So again, I'm not really good at my prefectures in Japan. But so they are, they're, they're moving around enough at this point. Even if they were neighboring areas, they're still making sure to hop around. But I do remember seeing the map and it, it looked like they were doing quite a bit of traveling on their route of death. What he's done so far, what they've done so far is they went slightly, slightly east and then went north. Yeah. Cause like, but by the time it ends, what, what he did, he almost did like a, a rectangle. Yeah. Around Japan. This was a 30-year-old man who drinks a cola. Yeah. So whether that's Coca-Cola or just a... Any kind. A, an, off, an off-brand. He found under a vending machine. This is why they start to dispute that it's the same person. Because they are changing shit up. Like, oh, look, there's one rolled under it. And that, and I, I do agree with why certain people would feel that way. Because... The Aronim and C ones was taking advantage of a promotion yeah. of a known thing and it was put the bottle on a nice place where you can see it and now we've moved to a can of coke rolled underneath. Yeah, but so so what yeah, but okay, so what if that he the person that did it actually had put it on top but it knocked down. Some, 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 happen, some, someone could... knocked it and it fell down and went under and this this, this chap found it. But the the thing is there are known copycats to this crime. Yes, we'll get to that, those. We'll, that we'll get to those. I've got those down as well. And for whatever reason, copycat killers in Japan are, are a huge thing. All of their crimes end up with fucking copycats. Yeah. That that does happen elsewhere, but Japan seems to have like a like a thing, I don't know, like a cultural... An inspiration. Inspiration to copy. And it could be down to the fact that it is quite a restrictive country. Some people would see it as very overbearing and restrictive, that maybe they would see this killer's getting a lot of airtime. Yeah. So this guy was rushed to hospital after feeling ill after drinking the cola. He perished on the 22nd. So again, it's three, two to three days. And they're dying. Yeah. Which makes sense with the first one. I said it was like a month or it was three days. It's, it's looking like it's proper ingestion, maybe depending on how you are in your physique or your immune system as well yeah. to help combat. They found traces of the paraquet that were detected in his stomach as it was pumped as well as in the remnants of the cola. So this is where they're connecting it, is because, again, we're finding the same herbicide yeah. in attached to it, which makes me think it's sprucing up the MO or is just whatever the person can get their hands on at the time. It has it's to be someone, true. like, logically, it has to be someone who can get away with travelling a lot without people asking where the fuck they are. Yeah. And it has to be someone who won't be noticed in those areas. They can go, well, this guy's been in all three of, all of the areas where these happened. We, we noticed him in hotels or anything. A travelling businessman, a trucker. But it could just be a dude in a car. Just He's not staying anywhere. He's not staying in those areas. He drives there, does it, fucks off to the next one, does another one, fucks off to the next one. And he's not getting caught because CCTV wasn't a big deal. There were no forensics and he was doing it in late at night and no one fucking saw him. So here's where it gets a little bit strange. So we, in the Fukuya province, which is north of Osaka in Kyoto... The next one, a day later, is in Miya Konojo, in the Miyazaki Prefecture. The Miyazaki Prefecture is literally on the southern, the it's the southern island. Yeah. So this person's travelled the entire country, pretty much. Island hopped. Yeah, got on a ferry, island hopped, in a day to poison the next one, which was a 45-year-old man. 
goes to purchase a drink and takes two uh, real gold, so the energy drink again, yeah. that he finds sitting in the dispensing slot. So this is someone that's... Yeah, so they open it up and it's just in there. So this person is whoever's doing it has literally just took them, tampered, put them back in. Yeah, but I think only one of them had the... I think only one had the drug in it, if I remember correctly. So only one had been poisoned. It, so he could have opened it up and gone, well, I'll just take one and took the one that was okay because he took both. So is that mind games? Like, I'm going to put... There's two here and I'm going to poison one of them. <laughs> it's sort of... Maybe, yeah. Well, yeah, it's anybody's guess with it, really. I mean, yeah, the same thing happens. He consumes them at home, complains of feeling unwell, and he died two days later. And again, traces of paraquet are detected in the remnants of the real gold. Yeah. So. So they're not even finishing the fucking bottle. Well. At this point. It says he's it traces of the real gold. So this, you could assume that he drank at least one, or if not, at least like one and a half, or started the second one it, it, from the first guy he got halfway through the second one and was like i mean it's not right so this. you would would you say that the first one was untampered with but the second one was yeah because you would feel it and surely. i think i think that's what's going on here and this is why they're drinking and just by chance they're drinking the bad one second yeah because they're having to stop because there must be enough in the bottle left for them to be able to trace it which back then was difficult swabs and all this they hadn't taken off the way they are now now you could get a dry bottle of a drink that completely dried out chuck a bit of that fucking liquid you do a fucking pcr test with in it yeah. pour the cunt out and find out what was poisoned in it yeah but you couldn't do that back then no no well yeah but there was a lot of things there was like really dna tracing wasn't really a thing so they couldn't even test the bottle for for, for further fingerprints Fing- at that point. fingerprints was crude as fuck back then as well it was, yeah. st- it, was st- it was still D- dusting dna you know? testing and stuff like yeah, that you just didn't anything you couldn't even do it with blood at that point. So literally the day after that chap dies, so we go, we jump to the September 23rd. So literally we've got, where are we sitting at? One, two, three, four. This is our fifth victim in September. So in five in a month. That's that's that's, that's pretty good going. That's good going, yeah. That's a lot of movement. So it's a lot of movement. So we're back in Osaka, Osaka Prefecture again in Habikino. It's a 50-year-old man, goes to purchase a drink and takes two sees yeah and, that, and that he's not used the Ronaman for a while at this point no and that he finds sitting in the dispensing slot of the vending machine so the same as the one before yeah victim consumes the drinks on the morning of september 25th so this person bought the drinks and left them for two days and then the following day his health rapidly deteriorates and he perishes on october 7th so that's a longer time of that's a longer time yeah but it's he, drunken because again Going back to what we were talking about, the culture of vending machines in Japan. In the West, if you're using a vending machine, you're getting yourself something for now. Yes. In yeah, Japan, yeah, yeah. you it. might just grab a couple of things to stick in your fridge. It, it's just a completely different scenario here. Yeah. It's why with some of them, they buy the drink and drink it later that afternoon. Or Whereas with us, it's boom, out the box, bang, straight away. As soon as, you, as, well, soon you, as it drops, you're drinking a cup. You, you know? exactly. Because you think how many shops there are. If you're oh, I'm just past the menu. I'll call, I'll get something here. That's yeah, because I'm thirsty now. Yeah. You're not thinking about, oh, fuck it, yeah, I'll get something for later. It's like, no, no, I'm eating that shit. I'm no, but then, again, you know, like I said, the culture in Japan is you, some people do their shopping out of a vending machine. I would follow a girl on on YouTube. Her name is Victoria Rose. She, I think I've spoken about her before, but she lived in Japan for a couple of months. And one of the things she tried to do is she tried to live off a of vending machine food for, for a couple of days just to see if she could. And... Even though she was vegan at the time, she surprisingly managed to find enough to yeah, actually sustain her. Yeah, like I said, you get a pizza one night, 
The next night you get some sushi out of one, then you get the ramen out of another one. And then you get some panties. Get some panties, sniff those while yeah. you have a wank. Yeah, sound though. <laughs> Hopefully they're not using them in the street. Like, literally, just get the panties out and just put them on their head. Like fucking Dragon Ball, what's his name? Oolong, just running around like the fucking... A pair and of what, panties. And what is your final wish? It was his only wish. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was only one wish back then. Women's panties! Yeah, it was a pair of... on his fucking head. A pair of Bulma's panties. <laughs> Fucking so far, that's so stupid. That's such a Japanese, like, 80s sort of fucking yeah, thing to put. They, they've even calmed down on some of that stuff themselves in terms of what they put out as content. Yeah. yeah. I we, guess because X-rated hentai stuff has become so popular. You look at the censors, they don't need to sneak it in. You look at the censorship from, like, those first couple of Dragon Ball episodes from the 80s, like, with Goku pulling off Bulma's panties, and yeah. then she flashes Roshi. Yeah. And he gets his nosebleed. Old scenes, you actually get scenes from the front, eh? Like, then they fucking completely edited that, so it's just the back then, and like... Yeah, it's no balls. Like, someone's, someone, someone posted the other day, went like, do you remember the time when Goku were trying to find out if you were female or not by just grabbing your minge, grabbing your pussy? And I replied, I replied saying Goku was ahead of his time. <laughs> you can't tell these days. That's Bulma, your balls are gone. What do you mean? My, the Dragon Balls are fine. Like, no, you're balls. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Vegeta would go mad if he found out that was going on back in the day. That would be, don't touch my bomber. That's my bomber. <laughs> okay, right. Back to it. Right. October 5th. Konosu, Saitama Prefecture. So we are now going from Osaka to the Kanto region, yeah. literally just outside of Tokyo. So we've travelled a good two and a half hours on the bullet train, technically, really, for... Uh, and, and Now? Again, there's some, there's some geopolitical stuff here. Osaka t- and Tokyo, they don't get on. They have a rivalry there. Yeah. And it, it's... Back then, people coming and going from Osaka to Tokyo were being noticed. Oh, because the dialect as well. Oh, yeah, we yeah. even had it on fucking an episode of WWE recently where Io Shirai and Asuka were going back at each other and she was like, in Japanese, you fucking Osaka bitch. And like, they were giving... Yeah. And if you didn't know that in Japan there is a rivalry between, it would have made no fucking sense. No. You know, and there's a dialect issue. So, and obviously that's still... Now people still bring it up. It's 40 years later and people are bringing it up. Yeah, it is. Huh? But back then, it was no... You would notice someone with an Osaka accent in Tokyo and a Tokyo accent yeah, yeah. In, in there. And it, even wrestling fans, you notice that Shinsuke Nakamura, his accent is very different to people from Tokyo. Yeah. Especially when he converts... he's it, from Osaka, isn't he? He's from Osaka. Yeah. But the way he... It almost sounds like when he speaks that he's got something in his mouth. Yeah, he does. Like, like, he's, like he's sucking a lollipop or something when he's talking. Yeah. That's, that's the Osaka accent versus the Tokyo accent, which is a very crisp and clean accent. Yeah. So it's noticeable. So this guy or people are not being noticed. That's the bit that bothers me. The most. They're not being noticed. Yeah, it's... And it could mean, be that they're not from either of those places. But the fact that, like... You could find they're probably from the North Island. They could be from, they could be from fucking anywhere. It could be yeah. anywhere in the country. Yeah. It's, it's just knowing how Japan is with noticing people that don't belong there. To me, it has to be a traveling person who's doesn't stand out because they get trapped. They get businessmen who are going around town yeah, to town travel all the time hey we're, here's our new product or whatever or, yeah. or truckers or whatever that are traveling because eventually people would get well there was a guy hanging around near the machine at this time 
and he looked like this, and you would hear it from different areas and be able to piece together something. Yeah, but unless this person is literally waiting for the point where the where it's, it, you know, because we don't know where the, we don't know where these vending machines were placed. No, they could be in a little, not a little alley, but you know, they could be in a street that's not busy at a certain time of the day. So they just quickly. The only one we know was popular was the one the truckers stopped at at the beginning. Yeah, because it was one that truckers always go to. Yeah. And that's why, in my mind, it would make sense. The person's a trucker. To be a trucker, because his first choice was a place he knew, and the rest he just did on his travels. This is it. Yeah, yeah just a delivery driver or something. And maybe right? delivers them fucking drinks. <sighs> yeah, but he would have been able to poison so many more. But then he also would have had to have been careful because it would have got noticed that this yeah, person he, on this route, it, on this it, route, had been it, doing. It would be the fucker who fills up the vending machine, and they know it's too easy to identify me if I put one in the machine and they see it physically drop because it means someone had access to the machine and they can look up but, well, who filled the fucker but up. But then you've got to wonder if that person had a master key because, you know... Well, they could just one, open it and One key on, one key unlocks yeah. all so that he could just go, right, I've filled up these ones. I've got nothing to do with these ones. So I'll go over and quickly tamper one of those. And they can't blame me. Yeah. And if he's wearing a uniform... No one would question him. No one would question him because they think he's restocking. Yeah, I, mean, I would imagine if he did have access to the machines... He would have done that. Yeah. You definitely would have done that. That would have been the easiest thing to do. Exactly. I mean, it's possible. Anyway, this this chap, were, where were we? Yeah. The Saitama, yeah. Saitama Prefecture. So a 44-year-old man goes to purchase a drink and takes two Oronomen C's that he finds sitting in the dispensary slot. The victim consumes the drinks the following day, perishes on October 21st. Traces of paraquit are detected in the remnants of the drink. This one doesn't make sense. The the death time. Unless he unless he only consumed like a mouthful. Could have been. But that was but that was enough to if there was, if there was a higher dosage in that drink, it would be, a mouthful would have been enough to maybe take could, him out maybe slowly. Could, maybe consumed over time. Yeah. I don't I don't know people's drinking habits, but some people might buy a fucking herbal drink and be like, I've a swig of it today and a swig of it tomorrow and a swig of it next. Be like I wouldn't. Open, no, I'd be like opening a bottle of water and just go. I'm just going to take a mouthful now. Yeah, just, and I'll put it back in the. Fr- I'll put it in the fridge. Or the dosage was lower. Dosage was lower, or like I said, maybe it was a higher concentrate. It tasted a bit weird. It was just only had a mouthful, but it was enough to fucking kill him. Yeah, but slowly. No one seems to be making it for a full, full bottle of this shit before feeling sick. No, well, this thing, especially when they're buying two or they're getting two. Yeah. It's. But it seems like only one is poison. So that's the... What, I'm not saying I would. Obviously, this the herbal drink is just like a Purdy's or a fucking Barocca or something. Like that. It's kind of one of those. But the ones that are drinking the energy drink, why are you drinking two of them cunts back to back? I wouldn't knock back two Red Bulls back to back. Do you know what I mean? It would be a yeah. problem. Your fucking heart would be pounding. The next one, again, so we're traveling around the bloody country. We're doing a, literally a grand a, tour. a grand killer tour of, of Japan. A good tour as well. That'd be a tour worth doing yourself, like the places he went. Going to one of the islands, visiting Hiroshima might be a bit Well, I've been, I've been to a couple of places he's been to. Yeah. Uh, Saka no, is a must. Hiro- no, Hiroshima is actually a really, really nice place now. Yeah. My mate, my... No. Doesn't it feel weird walking around a place that... Well, there's every, memorials. everything's new. There's memorials and stuff. My mate went to watch because they're based, they're, apparently their baseball team's really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, my mate went there for to watch a game. Like literally, they do a, they did a day trip from from Osaka to to Hiroshima. Have you ever been to Germany? Or? I've never been to Germany. Yeah, no. You go around certain parts like Berlin and that, and you sort of go, you notice things that have obviously been see where the wall used to be. 
well, not even that. You can see places where there was obviously a swastika here that has been smashed off and removed. And you kind of walk around and go, fuck, this must have been hot. Like, imagine how much in the face all this would have been. And if you do a tour or anything, a tour guide will tell you, well, this is where a bunker was underground here. It's all sealed up now and you're standing on top of it. And that statue over there of this was a an eagle with a swastika. And they smashed that off and put this new statue up. And they'll point that hotel had one, that one had that. And they're all gone now. And you, you can just imagine what Nazi Germany, you'd see a swastika every fucking corner you turn. It's what okay. it was like. And because when I went to Wacken, we went to Hamburg, we went to Wacken and then... For the festival? For the festival, yeah. Nice. Fucking one of the... No, actually the best festival I ever went to was Wacken. We saw Motorhead nice. on the last day and all the Brits were going mental. Do you know what I mean? Because Wacken is a global... We saw Carnival, Pete Steele as well. That was fucking really good. Oh, really, nice. really good. And they played a couple of typo songs and fucking good. Because I can't, I can't remember if it was Kenny or someone had stood in on the Carnival tour as well. So it was really cool. And I had this Carnival t-shirt, big red triangle carnival logo carnival on it on the back it said until we meet again but meat as in the meat you eat <laughs> on the back i can't remember what happened to it i must have fucking lost it it was one of my favorite shirts and i lost yeah. it yeah great fucking festival but i went i went a couple of years later and i went to berlin and went out clubbing and went to these like golf clubs and stuff great place but you start you do start noticing shit and it always with japan like places like hiroshima you sort of look at it and think do you notice do you notice things because a lot of the buildings and been they're new a lot of the buildings in in there are replacements after the bomb and you sit there and think this place was once a crater <laughs> parts of this place were once a crater it's fucking and you, and you see all the photos you the, the old photos there's a famous one a little kid screaming naked like and they've just been caught by the blast and you're like or the one of the uh, of the gate still standing while the rest of it's completely gone or the buildings with the shadows wall where the person was stood when they got blasted and their shadow is burnt in by the fucking horrible shit yep horrible shit dark as fuck mate yeah and that's us thinking we're gonna do the rape of nanking at some point <laughs> which is probably disclaimer if we do do the rape of nanking there will be no fucking humor because i don't know how you can do that with a joke it's just disgusting what happened there yeah i think we did say we were going to try and tackle that this year but it's going to be a big it's going to be a big research a big fuck it's going to be a big app like a long episode big research maybe even split over two because it's a what happened there was so long was so well it was fucking vile so yeah future warning for the people that might get triggered by possibly the biggest atrocity outside of the holocaust that happened during world war ii or beginning before just before world war ii even at the beginning of world war ii fucking absolutely gross but back to back to these deaths back to this one yeah okay so yeah so we moved so we went from saitama prefecture to one punch man got a fucking prefecture named after it's fantastic to to kashihara and the nahara and nara prefecture so i've been to nara yeah yeah i've been to nara i've been to nara to the as you get out the train station walk up the hill like it's pretty much like it's a big like park with loads of old architecture still there, and the deer run rampant, and they are so tame that they will eat from your hand. We went to, we stopped off and got, I think we got a hot dog and a drink from this little, this little cafe there, and the deer are literally just chilling in the exact same area that people are sitting eating. I think I even watched a deer nick a little girl sandwich. Yeah, she wasn't paying attention, so the deer had it and went off with it. Like, that's how tame they are. They're just, they're just sit and chill. We'd just done the temple tour. So we did like a three-hour walking temple tour. And then we walked. We were walking back to our hotel because it's been quite a warm day. And then we found this narrow, like, alley. 
and it literally just went on for a good like fucking half a mile this, this alley and it was just restaurants either side of it nice so we were like fuck it we're coming we're gonna come back here so we went and got ready at our hotel which was just re- like literally like around the corner from this alley came back and we started walking we just walked down and at the end we found this restaurant and they had a balcony which looked which which was on the river it went the balcony went over oh, the river what? so we sat and we sat in there we had lunch in there we had like we had dinner there and then when we finished we kind of like right we're sorting back and we were at the point because like karaoke is a massive thing in japan though. huge well they invented it so it's a massive thing and we we for some reason got it in our heads that you could just turn up to a bar and there'd be karaoke going on but it's not it's all closed off like you you rent a booth a karaoke yeah you rent a booth you with go friends. in the room and yeah. do it yeah and so we were we, what we were looking for was we were looking for open karaoke we couldn't find it anywhere we couldn't find a sign for it anywhere everywhere we looked just couldn't find it so we went back down to the back again we went down to the other end of this alleyway like and we found this bar called the key bar so we went in and it had karaoke it had a sign outside saying karaoke it was like yeah cool so maybe it's and then we went in we're like yeah it's in a karaoke bar <laughs> <laughs> they did what it is they had a room upstairs that you could rent out yeah. again so we, we were like sitting in the bar it's weird that they do that like I, I get they invented it so it's not weird we're the weird ones but to us it's a performative act like sometimes you get a drunk geezer who wants to sing fucking my way by Frank Sinatra right but yeah. sometimes you get people who miss their calling in life They're, they they never got into singing when they got a great voice yeah they just want to sing a bit of karaoke and then you just get people that are just professional karaoke singers yeah that, that will go up sing and then go I've got CDs available you used to get those I don't know. Uh, you must get them here surely no right? not really you're not back get away with that sort of shit hey, in, in, in England you'd have a geezer go up and he, he normally he'd sing like something that women like can't live if living is without you yeah, yeah. go up and sing that and then you come back half hour later and it'll be Whitney Houston every woman and then at the end he'll do his final fucking one and people hey he's good I like this guy he's singing wet 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 or something yeah. and sweet little mystery doing all that and he go I've got some CDs available if people want to buy my covers of it and they'd do all that and it used to when it would happen you make highly you cringe highly illegal mate yeah it'd make you cringe you just be like Jesus like you really turned up here to make money from you singing like, join a band make some music like you know but yeah, so we we fucking ended up in this bar. It was owned by a guy from from Seattle, and his mate was from New York. And yeah, they, they owned this bar in in Kyoto, and we spent about four hours in there yeah. drinking in there. Amy was chatting to two French birds. I was chatting to some Australians. And she was, found like the Western bar, basically. Yeah. yeah, basically. And it was also really funny, is because my mate and Amy's cousin were out there a couple of months before when the, this place just opened, and they were in there. Yeah, and he and when we mentioned where we were from, he goes. Oh, we had, yeah. It's like, like, I had two people in from from Guernsey literally about, <laughs> about two, two, three months ago. And I was like, they weren't called like such and such and such and such. Eh? And they were like, he goes, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that's my mate. And that's her cousin. And he went, <laughs> he went, well, fucking hell, eh? And apparently he'd been living out there for years. He had a daughter out there and everything. Anyway, we finished up there around fucking, what, midnight. And we were like, you don't know any places that's open karaoke. He goes, he goes yeah, I do actually. It was like, just go down. Down, back down the alleyway, like the, the alleyway a little bit, and then when you reach a certain point, take a right and then take a left, and there'll be a place. It's called this. I can't remember what it's called now. And they got over karaoke all night. So me and Amy went down there. Well, she can sing, you misses, eh? Yeah. So we went down there, and then we ended up being in there for about fucking three hours. So we, bet, didn't, yeah. we didn't get back into our hotel. Did you both have a go? Or... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she sang. I can't remember what she sang. She sang, I think she sang her Evanescence one. She usually sings Evanescence, Bring Me to Life. And then she's like, she said to the she said to the barman, she's like, "Can you sing?" And he goes, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "He's like, pick a Disney song. I want to sing a song with you." She goes, 
And he so he picked Aladdin, eh? A whole new world. Yeah. And he lit mate, it could have been like he was from the fucking film. He yeah. sounded that oh, good. Man. So they nailed that one and I did Plush by Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> and that was I like I was watching something the other day in Stone Temple. No, no, I wasn't watching something. I was playing San Andreas. Oh yeah, it's on there. And I was like, oh fuck, I forgot this was on here. Yeah. Such a fucking good song. It played that. And then it played Danzig and Alice in Chains in a row. And I was like, fuck, I forgot how good this fucking soundtrack Got Soundgarden on there as well, yeah. eh? Rusty Cage. Yeah, we're fucking good. But anyway, digress. Back to back to the murders again. Yeah, we're in, yeah, 69-year-old man takes two drinks that he finds sitting in the dispensary. We're finding a trend here. They're sitting in the dispensary. You know, slot. a lot of them are old. Well, they're not, though. There's a few, but there's there's enough over 50. And it makes me wonder if... Fifty two fifty so our first our first one was forty five, then it's fifty two, twenty two, thirty, forty five, fifty, forty four, now we're at sixty nine. It just it just you don't see a lot of teens is what I'm saying and twenty year olds. Like What I'm noticing is they're all men. Yeah. So it's obviously a drink that a certain type of person is buying within the age of forty to sixty mostly. And it just makes me wonder as well if that perhaps the youngsters were like, don't buy that drink, it's been in the paper. Maybe. So they're, but the boomers, like now, I'm ignoring that. Like, <laughs> But this one actually, this this 69, it doesn't say what drink he bought. It just says that the victim consumed the drinks upon reaching home and perished on November 13th. So this man, this man was literally in on death's door for a pretty nearly a whole month. Yeah. I will let our listeners know, this was, we've been studying this solidly for like a week. And it's a very hard subject because so much of the information that they've buried almost. Yeah. Unless you can read Japanese and you can find the old fucking articles from the this time is, period. This, this is literally what I found. I'm, I typed in the topic and then read it. Yeah. And to see if there's any articles on Reddit. And it was literally people had tra- literally transcribed the Japanese articles. That's, into that's what I had to do. That, that's that's all, where that's the, all they had. That's where the best information comes from. Because and I don't know. I'm not slagging off any other podcast. Because I'll tell you what, YouTuber Coffeehouse Crime. He did a 25 minute video on this. Very good. Really. Very good 25 minute video because cool. he doesn't miss any details. He doesn't miss. He doesn't miss any of the deaths, and he gets the timeline nailed. But he can only get 25 minutes out of it because it's so fucking difficult to get. And he does a whole thing about the nightlife in Japan and all that involved in it. Like drags it he asked, he asked to add, and he he adds some of the stuff about the history and the boom of Japan and all like, that. Like we drag it out with our random stories. We just tell stories, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so yeah, this this man again, paracut traces of, of paracut found in the remnants of the, whatever beverage he'd consumed. Cause yeah. like, I didn't find any information about this one. And then yeah, so then we jump we jump across to the twenty first of October, Miyagi Pre- Prefecture. So if Famous we look, for Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Miyagi Do. So we've gone from Nara, which is pretty much central Japan, to the more northern province. So again, we're we're good. We're not we're not two and a half hours away. We are like a couple of days. But, yeah. but then that's six days to get there, which kind of makes sense. In it a does way. make sense. And the w- problem is with all crime, and even in the sixties, seventies, they would like to draw a box around the the area. So often they could pinpoint like a central location. Say it was Guernsey, for example. Two happen by the bridge. One happens by town. Another one happens in Tortable. There's two more in St. Martins. You can draw a fucking a corner and go, right, well, he hasn't hit this coast. Why? So then they kind of think that maybe they live in a place that's easy to get to all those, which would put you almost in the center of the island. That'll put you, ooh, maybe St. Andrews is the center because it's the only parish that doesn't have a coastline. Yeah. 
But then you've got the bridge, so you think potentially the person lives in St. Peterport or the Cattell. Yeah, because they're, they're only really going around one... They're going around the coast in one... Well, they're working their way, they work their way south, but then they go... They go west. They go west, then come back east. Yeah. So you, you would think that what you would do is, as an investigator, you would draw a fucking box and go, they operate in this area. Why? And you would that's how you'd investigate. With this, they can't do that. Because it's almost like... It's well, random. Because it's the whole country, almost. So It's random, but... It really ran. I mean, there's, unfortunately, there's this, there's no information on this victim. It just it's literally starts as a 55 year old man perishes in a similar manner as the. Uh, there's no there's no even a time of like the, the October 21st. Is that when he died, or is that when is that when he was reported, uh, when he consumed it? So when I was reading some of the articles, the transcribed articles, yeah, they mentioned that there was now a hysteria in Japan. Right at this stage, maybe the one or two before people were panicked and then suddenly the information gets harder and i wonder if that was a deliberate attempt by the news and by the police to just go yes a man has died it's the same thing and not go into detail or if it's just been lost in time and translation maybe it's yeah it's just it's just with the literally that's pretty much because we do the opposite in the west we are trying to antagonize someone who's doing a crime in Japan, yeah. it almost feels like they try and keep quiet, keep it quiet, so that the killer doesn't get the maybe because he doesn't get the attention he's after. No, but, so it also, but it also doesn't allow for anybody to come forward and go. Has anybody seen anything in these areas? Yeah, because now they start covering up dates and times, and yeah, yeah, you don't get any witnesses. And there were a lot of witnesses, but nothing ever came. Nothing substantial came because people were naming. I mean, people were phoning the police and naming their neighbours and shit. And there was no, it never came to anything. Because it's like, no. That happens all the fucking time. Yeah, it happens now. So. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying though with the, the age of like, a lot of people seem, a lot of people seem to be around the same age. Especially the Ronaman Sea. Yes. They're all, it seems like this is like, like a healthish drink. Yeah, for the older people. For middle-aged, for middle-aged men. It's like, you know, revitalising, you know, the vitamin C, probably elements or whatever. Give you a boner or something, you don't know. (laughs) Yeah. The C could stand for come. The run and come. The run and come. Yeah, no, it, and the reason I brought I'm up... I'm not the, sure I drink that. No, I wouldn't. It definitely tastes funny. I wonder why. It's a bit, it's a bit salty. It's not the paracat. It's the para-fucking... It's, it's, it's when you get the odd bottle that tastes like pineapple. It's the para-splat. You know, <laughs> yeah, but it's... Also, they are the kind of people that will ignore the news a little bit. Well, I'm fucking getting my drink no matter what. And maybe that's just because that's how it well, is in the West. They're probably set in their ways. They've yeah. been they've been in their job for a fucking my, long time. Right? They just want to retire. I want to get my Aronim and see, and I'm like, I'm getting it. Yeah. Like, people are dying from that granddad. Fuck off and get him one. And then he dies. Do you know what I mean? yeah, Told you, granddad, you old fuck. You, Should have listened to me. And the inheritance is mine early. Okay, so I'm gonna butcher this one probably. <laughs> well, even worse. October twenty eighth in Kawachi Kawachinagawa, Ghana. Kawachi Nagana sounds right. Yeah, in Osaka prefecture. So we're back in Osaka again. again. So this Osaka has been the place hit the most. So maybe the cunt is from Osaka. What's that? That's the that's the third Osaka, and this was a fifty-year-old man again. Aronaman C. He finds sitting in in the dispensing slot of a vending machine and perishes. That makes it sound like he literally took a swig and died. Yeah, it does sound like he died close to where he took it, which. So it might have been a hot day. I mean, granted, it was in October, which I'm not 
not been to Japan in October, so I don't quite know how warm it would be at that point. But he might have had a busy day. Quickly got himself a drink. Literally, probably he might have fucking chugged the whole bottle in one just to kind of quickly refresh himself. Sat down. Oh, oh I feel fucking funny. And that was pretty much it because he would have fucking taken more than a lethal dose in that time. We're getting to the we're getting to, we're getting to the end of the of the string of of deaths here. The problem is. We don't know how long those drinks were there before someone fucking had one. This is true. So they could have been there three or four days before anyone... Because most people go, oh, I'm ignoring that. That could be dodgy. Should be turning the old bill. Yeah, well, especially after this point. Because... I, these are just the deaths. Yeah. They were, they were more than double people... Yeah, like, 30-odd who got it. fucking poisoned and had to go to hospital. And I know the police were looking out for these fucking bottles at this point. Yeah. And people were reporting found a bottle and i can't remember the total amount because again they're really i i I do what i do put down to the lack of knowledge now is at the time they were hiding knowledge for a reason even though because it's an unsolved case they've never released stuff i reckon the i reckon the pharmaceutical company would have been paying out the the ass to keep that and it could have just been it could have not only been ronaman because all the other drinks were there but paraket could have been like fuck off stop well, they were banned in fucking 32 countries at yeah. this point. So they didn't want the another fuck, one. They didn't want another one. Yeah. So there could have been pressure and political money and all sorts getting involved at this point. There's also a chance they kind of had a they kind of had a gander at who might be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. They could have had sometimes in cases, and you'll know this from things. They'll be watching some cunt for years. Oh and yeah. Then he finally does something. Right. They could have had a list of people they kind of wanted to catch. And they were waiting for him to slip up, and they never did. Because it, it wasn't them. Cause, well, it could never have been them. Or it could have been them, but they didn't catch them. You know, you didn't catch the cunt on the terror list, slip up and do what you thought you would. But we find ourselves again, a 42-year-old man, so still middle-aged. Well, no, not for, well, not by, the, <laughs> not by today's standards, <laughs> considering we're both approaching. We're both approaching. We're, we're, we're both close. Think, Hang on a minute, middle-aged, shit. <laughs> he finds two additional erroneousies already sitting in the vending machine's dispense slot and takes both. So the man took three. Yeah. So it seems desperate at this point. Like, this guy's leaving two. Yeah, but maybe he's tro- Maybe he's not expecting someone to be that greedy and he's just expecting someone to take the one so, but, he, could, so he could get double hits. So when we get to the end, we will try and figure out his mindset. That could be part of it. It could be that he was testing greed. It could be that he had a weird thing with... like. There are there are many different reasons. To me, the biggest one it's gotta be a disgruntled ex employee yeah, of, of someone that maybe an ex delivery driver who delivered those drinks, got laid off. I'll show you. Maybe someone who worked for because while they are different drinks, they could all be made by the same company, right? Like Coke makes Sprite and all sorts of stuff. Did they? Dr. Pepper, yeah. I didn't know that. They make those in and sweeps, they make a bunch of them, lemonades, Different drinks, Dandelion and Burdocks. They make all sorts of difference. And Iron Brew, obviously, I think they make a couple of drinks. Vimto, I think, is the same people that make Iron Brew. Oh. But you think of them as competing brands. But the fact is that Coca-Cola make Dr. Pepper. They make Sprite. And they make all the Coke brands. And I think they make one of the Fanta, I think, is them as well. You think they're competing brands and they're not. But if he worked for that company who made those, there's a very good case that they laid him off. And he was like, oh, fucking show you. But he should be able to track that down. The police would be asking that. Who have you pissed off? Well, that's it. You know, well, here's the list of 20 employees we laid off during this time period. One of them threatened us, or one of them was fucking a weirdo. One of them was jerking off in one the of, locker room. One of them was fucking a weirdo. You know, one of them was weird. Because you would, 
you would imagine you would imagine going back to like black mirror artist who does the first episode with the pig oh, like, yeah. he had a reason to be disgruntled about the way he was or hating in the nation which is one we talked about in the most recent episode about black mirror yeah the guy had a girl who had been bullied online that he fancied and that's why he did what he did i would imagine despite this being quite a graphic long standing crime this is someone who is pissed off at something not just a guy who gets kicks for murdering people so the guys that make Uradam in C don't have the greatest of names, I think, personally, is Otsuku Chemical Holdings Co., <laughs> right? And guess who makes real gold energy soda? Same people? No. No? Have a guess. Go on. Coke. Yeah, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Yeah. yeah, they make it. It's one of theirs. Yeah, because one of the rumors about this guy is that it's a guy who didn't like that Japan was changing. Coming to commercial, to Western. To Western commercial, and this was him striking out. But then he's not, if he was doing, well, he did do it to a cola, and we don't know what. If he was only hitting Western brands, there'd be evidence of that, obviously, but he's not. He's he's hitting the Japanese brands. That's what I mean. If he, if you're, if you're tackling, tackling real gold, then that's Coca-Cola related. So why not attack the other Western drinks that are coming into the market? Why, yeah. atta- why attack a Japanese drink? Yeah, dra- Japanese only, Coca- it's Coca-Cola, but it's Japanese only. Oh yeah, yeah, because I've never, I've never, I've never heard of real gold. Before. And, and obviously, Coca Cola. A lot of people used to think, and you might remember this. A lot used to be, people used to think that Pepsi was a Japanese company. No, I've but never heard back that. in the eighties, because of the Japanese Pepsi adverts with Michael Jackson and all this. Oh really? People just went. I think that's the Japanese one because you'd see Pepsi signs all over the Tokyo, the big fucking neon lights, Coke and Pepsi. Yeah. A lot of people that were young at the time in the eighties and nineties thought that they were possibly like sony you know they were just a japanese branded company and they weren't they they were just heavy investors in early day japan so yeah. all that industry was backed up by american money i could see someone who maybe was an imperialist because they would have been alive in the 80s if you were born in world war ii you're only 40 in the 80s yeah if you're born during world yeah, war ii yeah if you were born before you were 50 or 60 well a lot of you think a number of these guys would have been would have seen the second world war have still been going yeah so a 50 or 60-year-old killer could be a loyal imperialist of Imperial Japan. Oh, that's, yeah, that's not a bad show. And this is how he is attacking the fucking modernization of Japan. And this is a theory. The reason I bring this up is because this is a theory the police had at the time, that he could have been an imperialist. Maybe. Yeah, so this, this chappie, he lasted until the 16th of November before he died. So bought him on the 7th. Died on the 16th. And we got our last, what is considered confirmed victim, was in Kodama District, again, in Saitama Prefecture. Yeah. So this is like the third or fourth time in, Sat- in Saitama. So there's pla- there's places he like Saitama and Osaka are the places where he seems to have visited the most. Yes. So I would imagine he, there's a reason for Is that. he based or is his delivery route to those more? They're quite a distance between each other. They are. And I'm not saying we are better than the police in the 80s at all at the job. Both of us enjoy this kind of watching and learning this kind of stuff and and when you when you look at it a lot like you get with these internet sleuths who crack a case sometimes you spot a pattern now with today's standards with today's technology that back then they couldn't run up google fucking maps and have a look <laughs> at the distance between places they had to get their map out their ruler out they had to draw lines they had to do all this stuff yeah. and we can do it in an instant i would say that the connection between those maybe the train well, Nine, maybe, funny you know enough, what I, mean? like, I, I, just, I just looked it up. This is now, of course, 
But it's a six and a half hour drive between Osaka and Saitama. Yeah. Or four, three at three hours and twenty minutes on the train. I'm assuming that will be a that'll be bullet train. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the bullet train. That looks like the bullet train. To but me. three hours ain't a bad distance. You can do that in a day. Oh, you, you do it in the afternoon. And you wouldn't go noticed. If you got one there, fucked around with shit and came back, you probably wouldn't no one in if you lived in Osaka, for example, and you fucked off there and you left at five o'clock in the afternoon and your neighbour saw you getting back at fucking ten o'clock at night, they're not gonna think you fucked off somewhere. They're not even gonna notice you were gone. I mean you what you could do it's a lot of research. But you could literally just go back to your calendar and think, right. The last one, for example, 7th of November is when they bought it. 7th of November in 1985 was a Thursday. Yeah. So that was our, this is our last, this is our, that was, that was the Saitama one. Our last victim being the 17th. The 17th was a Sunday. So this was the youngest victim out of the, out of the lot. It was a 17 year old girl. Now this is the, this is the, this, this is, is the old one out. This is the only girl. And 17, you'd assume she's a schoolgirl. Yes. Still a schoolgirl in Japan, yeah. Yeah. So she purchases a drink and takes a cola. Doesn't specify anything. I just says she takes a cola that she finds sitting in the dispensing slot of a vending machine. Yeah. Again, it's, a, it's an already deposited drink. <clears throat> and then, well, possibly. You would assume if it's inside that it's fallen down. It might not have been. It could have just been open the slot and drop it in and walk away. So... The victim perishes one week after consuming the cola and chases a paraquet are detected in the remnants of the beverage. And maybe that's because she was younger. It took longer to now, kill her. This seems to be where the companies, the beverage companies take a stand because everybody seems fine with middle-aged men. Taking Minute a schoolgirl dies. But, yeah. Whoa, hold up. Hang on. Yeah, that's one less. <laughs> and sailor. we do it in the West too. It's not even unique to Japan. Yeah, that's one less sailor skirt on the streets. L- little blend, blonde schoolgirl goes missing and there's trouble. Yeah. You know? So, beverage companies respond to the latest event by putting up warnings about the poisonings. So, it's taken them this long. So, Atsuka Pharmaceutical Co., which were the manufacturers, obviously they've changed, they've rebranded their name since, changes their containers from a screw on top to the pool tab. Yeah. So, it's taken them six months, essentially, to... To change. To and change. And they were aware of it. And this was in the news before, and like I said, I think two deaths ago is when people started to panic people started to ask questions by the time this girl died which is two or three deaths later they had, they couldn't hide it no more well no because that would have gone out but then it's weird because then at this point the guy just fucking stops yeah this yeah this is literally the last victim once it gets too big that the new is on all the news and they're claiming about maybe or maybe he didn't want to kill a little girl but yeah that wasn't his, that by the looks of it that wasn't his intended demographic it could be that he wanted he wanted to kill middle-aged men for whatever reason. Maybe because he was a similar age and he didn't like that these people were no longer... like we Converting, said, the converting, converting to the Western to, to ways. The Western ways. There, there's all kinds of rumours out there why he could have done it. Now, there's one that was an interesting thing to, that popped up was a possible suicide. Only because traces of paraquat were found in the beverage that the person consumed. But it's, by, the, by the sound of it, it's believed that he did it to himself. So, I mean, that's pretty much it with our deaths. They were copycats. Yes. Like, as there is with fucking everything. But They use different substances, and one yeah. tried to poison her boss by giving him weird drinks was one. There's one in milk. There's one, one in milk. Milk, yeah, one in milk. These aren't really big details, but they knew they were copycats, because I think when they arrested them, they were like, oh, The details didn't, they just, they didn't match up. But, so, I had a little bit of information on the paraquip. 
for being a herbicide and like extensions. I had the availability of it on the market at the time. So it was available to buy. Anywhere. Almost. Anywhere yeah. in liquid form at 24% concentration. And it could, it could be purchased from agricultural collectives and similar providers. You just go to a fucking garden, a garden shop garden and pick center, it up. Yeah. As long as you were, as long as you could prove you were over eighteen, anybody could buy it. Which is weird because one of the copycats was a seventeen-year-old boy who poisoned his own drink to get sympathy from his fucking schoolmates because he was ignored and was not hot and was not liked, and he hoped that they would visit him in hospital. See, that's that's a common. Like, I think that's like a pressure thing at the school. Yes, yeah. it happens yeah. now. You see it now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's Self-harm, it. you see. Self- you yeah, see well, that may, yeah basically what it is. They just start copying the girl. You get one depressed girl in school and you see she starts getting attention. So someone else does it. Or anorexia is another one. Oh, yeah. A girl gets anorexia and then all her mates start getting it. It's a social contagion. I think we're seeing that a little bit with some of this non-binary getting your breast cut off stuff. A social contagion along yeah. alongside it. For sure you're getting it. And if you listen to the yeah. people with that, I listened to a Jordan Peterson's podcast. He had a girl called Chloe Cole on. Okay. Who is... I don't know if Jordan Peterson had a, had a yeah, podcast. Yeah, he's got a podcast. She's an 18-year-old girl who's been told she would never have children. And she tells Peterson he's in tears. Well, he does. He gets He gets, he gets very emotional. And she's like, they never told me shit. She said, they let me go on puberty blockers at 15. It ruined me. Let me remove my breast. And she's recently detransitioned. So she she still got all the bits downstairs, but they don't work no more. Doesn't work. Womb doesn't work. Nothing works. Well, no, because put them on these hormone blockers that are castration drugs. Yes. That they give to fucking sex offenders. Yeah, and, and this girl, this girl, she's 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 a wonderful person to listen to because she's very honest, very very fragile. And you think if she was not going public with this, this is someone who would probably kill themselves. The fact that she's gone public is the way she's fucking dealing, dealing with it. it. Yeah, and essentially she's like, no one fucking warned me. No one asked me if this was a contagion. She believes that she was copying other people because she was bullied and not very liked and she went online and saw tiktoks and videos and when she said i'm now this that community went yay you're one of us we love you so she had people finally to care about her so she went further and further and further and now it's ruined her life and a lot of this stuff like with that guy not who fucking poisoned himself to get friends it's a huge issue within teenagers some adults but mostly teenagers where they will harm themselves to get friendships or to get attention which mm-hmm. is insane but you i mean yeah it's a very female thing it's rare of a guy to do it i don't tend to care as much for what for whatever reason if girls don't feel loved when they're young they can fall into a trap of harming themselves which is very fucking sad yeah it is because the you know a lot of them probably are loved by many people around them they just but don't realize they it. see it yeah yeah it's just, it's a sad thing man but yeah he was a funny case because it's like what a knob like and then when Apparently no one turned up as well. Like he got sent to the hospital and they were like, oh no, I think he's been attacked by their parakeet fucking vendor machine killer. And then none of his mates, not, well, not his mates, none of the kids at school sent him flowers and sent, came and rushed it. He thought if he went to hospital, he'd only given himself a small amount. He knew he wouldn't kill himself. Do you know where in the timeline that that was? Near the end. Oh, okay. It was common knowledge then. It was common knowledge. He thought they would all rush to him. And I think it's after this girl had died as well. And he saw the flowers and the outpouring and the support. And he did it to himself with enough to make himself ill, but not to kill himself. Spent about two weeks in hospital, though, as a result. What's the problem? And there was never a big thing around him. And because there wasn't a big thing around him, he admitted he did it to himself. He said to the police, no, no, I I did it to myself because I thought people would come and they didn't. Which is even worse. 
putting, his, putting yourself through all that agony for fucking no reward. But then having to admit no one cared enough about you to, to turn up is quite dark. He he was truly ignored at school because no one cared. Thing is, it's it's, it's I don't know. I've, I've never been to a Japanese school. I don't really know the full ends. You can only go by what you know through TV series and video games. Played like, a few Persona games. Like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Play some Persona games. Play play fucking Judgment Two. Yeah. You know that you get you get an idea you get an idea that of how the the clicks work. You know the smart people are actually admired in Japan, not fucking picked on. So. We get back, we get down to now. We've talked about the the, the victims and the general fucking lack of evidence that the police had to go on with this man. It was like there was no either. I think it was just the lack of surveillance cameras at the time, or just the areas these vending machines just didn't have. Them. There's a fucking weird thing though. Even without surveillance cameras, when we're talking about the mapping, now we can only map out the deaths because they're the only ones where they name the towns that these happened in. But there were 34 poisonings elsewhere that didn't result in death. We don't have those locations. The the fact that the police couldn't find a pattern with that many locations seems odd to me. We've already spotted that fucking Osaka and Satama have been hit multiple times. We can spot. That's why I said I'm not trying to slag off their police force back then. But if we can spot that on a podcast and we've studied it for a week. Yeah, but they probably they probably could find that connection, but it's it lead nowhere. It doesn't lead anywhere because it's all good and so because it's you know one yes one was in they were in Saitama prefecture but they were in different towns different districts you know the last one was in Kadama district the one before it like so the last two were in were in Saitama but the other one was in it was in Urawa 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 yeah yeah so you know same prefecture but how big is that prefecture how many towns are in that prefecture? Yeah, and we we're hitting it with hindsight, thinking that he knew what he was doing. But you could go, I know how to get to Saitama, get there, and just visit a random fucking, it's a fucking straight town. Line. Pretty much you, a straight line. Yeah, you just you just drive in a direction, go there's a vending machine, stop. You don't know you've gone to a different area. You don't care. You're you're just in that part dropping shit off, which would be the way to do it if you did sit randomly then it's very hard to trace. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, fucking, it's, it's definitely a, a bit of a fucking mind boggle with really what, where they could even be thinking, what that person could have been thinking. Yeah, well, I think that's the, that's the part we, as broadcasters. Oh, broadcasters. As broadcasters. As broadcasters. I think our job is to try and present our theory of this guy or multiple people's mindset, which one we lean towards and what we think is the possible reason for it because he does stop when that 17 year old dies there is a now could just be the cunt got arrested for something else the thing is that might have just been the last confirmed death that well that was the last yeah. confirmed death that's not necessarily the last confirmed we, we can't victim. find that we can't find out that information that's the unfortunate part about this yeah but i would imagine if you were targeting middle-aged men, you wouldn't be happy when a 17-year-old schoolgirl... But we had a 20... Was it a 20-year-old was one of the first... Guy, ones. though. So maybe... There could be a fucking gender element. I don't know. Maybe. I think people would feel... I, no, not I think. I know people who are at war, soldiers, if they have to kill a woman, it's fucking hard. Yeah. For, they'll shoot another man on the opposing side. A, ch- a child or a woman. Even if they've got a bullet or a bomb strapped to them, they fucking struggle to pull the trigger. So it could be a psychological is a woman has fucking died. A girl, a little girl, a 17-year-old, a teenager. Yeah. 
could make you go, yeah, I've done enough. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. But the problem is, as far as we know, and I think this would have been made public after her death, never sent a letter to the media. Nope. Never give it the eye and the zodiac. None of that happened. Like, nothing. Nothing. She gave, didn't even, yeah, didn't know fucking sign Jack the Ripper. And- We've got in Japan a, a year before, similar threats, similar MO, very public. Whoever this is, didn't want people, didn't want, targeting yeah but they were targeting someone completely different they were yeah but it just seems i would lean towards solo person and disgruntled with a brand or an employee or maybe even the vending machine company you know i would i would lean towards that because that's what the glass in the uh, baby food in the uk was he he lost his job and he knew how to get into he knew how to get into the bottles so he could walk into the tesco and just open one up but he knew how to keep he knew how to put the lid back on without anyone noticing. Right. And that's what, so they pulled the lid and it would still go, because he knew, he knew how to keep that pressure inside it. And because he, that was his job, putting fucking bottle lids on in the factory. Horrible job. So the main suppliers of vending machines in Japan are, as a group, RS Hughes, Crane Merchandise Systems, and Fuji Electrics. Also mentioned is Panasonic and yeah. Sandan. So this is the thing, without without really kind of being able to find any sort of information about what who the manufacturer was, maybe they are literally made by the same brand. So you could yeah. be right. You could be right. But well, then what does it what did you get out of literally poisoning the same drink? Maybe because it was that promotion that was doing it. And we do see it with disgruntled employees doing dirty shit, like just in general. You know, they might send a bomb threat or, you know, something like that. We do hear of that. And I oh, think, yeah. I wonder if this is a guy literally worked for someone involved in these drinks and all the vending machines in some capacity, or even just the delivery company that delivered to these areas and went, you're laying me off. I'll fucking show you. But yeah, delivery, a delivery driver just based on the, the random locations of, of these well, incidents. It makes sense makes the most logical sense because i could think what else bus driver maybe or train driver train driver yeah. i don't know salesman salesman's one because salesman they might represent these companies and they go to different people own different vending machines yeah. in areas and say would you like our shit would you like and maybe these are the towns that were rude to him you, you don't know you know like you don't know it's hard to deal with the unknown yeah and it is still an open case they still got people that work on evidence and stuff now because it's not been closed. It's just an unsolved. Well, yeah, case. yeah. It's, it's, it's just a cold case now. Yeah. And uh, and I think the internet might have opened up a few avenues, I think, now. You never know. They could, they can't... Essentially, this could be a guy who's in his 90s now. Oh, yeah. He could totally. be younger, but... Totally. Could be in his 90s or at least his 60s. Even if he was 20 back then, he would be in his 60s now. You, you have to look at it and think, like, you've never told anyone deadbed confessionals they someone, someone just literally might have popped up on their deathbed and said i was the one or they are already dead yes they could be that maybe they do themselves during this thing you don't know yeah well it could have been we don't know the suicide statistics for when this all ended it could have been one of those which is and that's one of the highest killers in japan exactly suicide. it's a huge killer in japan so they could have gone right fuck it i'm doing six months of this and i'm eating myself like I said, could have had cancer. Just done that. Yeah, could have done. Or could have been nicked for a different crime and then went to prison for 20 years. Yeah. Because we noticed that with... There was a serial killer that's that stopped quite famously. BTK. 
Yeah, and then it started up again, and they could trace it back to the fact that he'd been in prison for a... No, sorry, BTK wasn't one of the prison. BTK literally retired, basically. Got married, raised a family. And then someone published an article. It was like an anniversary of like his oh, la- of his right. last yeah, kill. That's right, yeah. And it triggered him. It triggered him to basically send the police a message on a floppy disk. And the floppy disk obviously has an IP. So they, so they traced it. it back to him and arrested him. If yeah. he just kept his mouth shot, he we would not... never have known it was him. Well, well, you think about, I was reading an article today. In the south of England, right? Missing children has risen by 80% in the last two years. No way. Yeah. It's fucking dark. Someone's nicking them kids. Mental. Someone's fucking nicking them, raping them, and murdering them. We had that woman. Were they actually turning up? They're just disappearing. Not actually. Ter- they're yeah, not turning they, up yeah, like dead. No, no just... one knows where the fuck they are. Yeah. A, that's that's fuck. Do you know what that is? And no, this is not sex ste- trafficking. This is European sex trafficking. Yeah. But you had that woman eh, who disappeared literally last week. She was walking her dog in the park. She does every day. Last year, we saw her sitting. They found like, a dog, and it was scared and that. And found her phone, which was still connected to a conference call, but not her. They reckon she fell in the river, but I can't see how she fell in the river. If Dog she was would like... have done something. Alarmed people, yeah. chased back and forth. Yeah, it's a weird one. That's a fucking strange one. It's just been fucking muted, aliens, hit, kidnapped eh? and aliens. Eh? I just think we will cover it eventually because we have to. I think these operations like Epstein fucking still exist. And yeah. There are people out there who want kids and want children and are willing to take That's them to ne- the places that is they are. Never going to go away. No, not unless it's too lucrative. Not unless we, as a people, say we want justice. Because the problem is, how many people are tweeting about Hogwarts fucking legacy coming out when they should be tweeting about Nancy's raping your kids? Like, if they put the same amount of effort and pressure they do into a fucking video game that they don't like into this other shit, something would get done. Yeah, but the thing is, all they've done is boost sales and hype for oh. the game. It's had, it's had the complete adverse effect because as soon as you start going off on people... I know people have ordered it because people have said don't buy it. And I know. Like, Fuck you, I'm buying it. Literally. I mean, my my missus, well, me and her were going to get it anyway because yeah. we're Harry Potter fans, as we've spoken about this before. So I don't give a fuck. You know, I don't, I don't, I didn't actually even read J.K. Rowling's fucking tweets. I don't really give a fuck. She's not like, yeah, she created a good book series, but her personal opinion is nothing to do with me. Well, I feel like that with many people. Stephen King is a fucking bellend on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, he a is. fucking bellend. He's always Trump's fault. Everything's Trump's fault. Like that, like he hasn't even been in power for fucking three years. It's still Trump's fault. Like yeah. he, he can't shut up. And there was a, one of his books, and I think it was the uh, what's the serial killer ones he did. The guy goes into a coma. Mr. Mercedes. Oh, okay. That series, good series of books. There was like a whole chapter in it about like George Bush and how he caused this problem in America. And the reason these people that have no jobs are in their jobs is George Bush's fault. And actually in the towns he'd set it in, it had nothing to do with Bush or his legislation. It's shitty. Like if you actually looked into the real politics of it, but he needed, he had to put a dig yeah, about to, a Republican his in his book. His he, he had to throw that in there. Yeah. And it, it does make you break down, but I will, I will always love the books he wrote in the 80s and 90s because they are fucking fantastic. And yeah. some of his later books have also been very good. I enjoyed Doctor Sleep. Yeah. I, I thought that, that was great. I haven't read that one yet. As a, as a sequel, which he doesn't like to do too often. It was good. It was good. And what? a few of his short story books have been really I good. Love you know? his no- I love his novellas. Actually, me and Mrs. watched the extended version of Doctor Sleep last year. I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, it got, pa- got panned, but maybe the extended version is the way to go. I haven't seen the film. I've only read it. I, I, I haven't never read the book. I like its little connections to The Shining, because obviously it is a sequel. Yeah, it's Danny, yeah. But say, 
And what it does is it actually continues you on from the film instead of the book. So it they've yeah. tried to tie it back to Kubrick they're rather tri- than then, well, the, then yeah, because yeah, obviously the way the way the book ends and the way the film ends, spoiler alert, is that the fuck was his name? The black guy that the t- yeah, he's the t- the trainer of Danny's yeah, Danny's so, trainer who yeah, teaches so him about the shine and in the, the film he gets fucking he gets an axe in the back. Yeah. In the book he survives. Yes. So in the book of Doctor Sleep, obviously There's he's flashbacks. Th- There's lots of flashbacks and he's st- about and him. he's st- and he's still alive. Yeah. But what they do is they basically bring it back to that same sort of flashback. But Brings it's, it, it, but it's, it's him, his spirit. It's his spirit yeah. instead. Well, we got a bit more. To talk we have about. got a little bit more to talk about. I mean, we got we got the we got the case part that sort of similarly tied to it is the the monster of the monster of twenty one faces. I would like to do a deep dive on this in the future, but you have to. With what we're talking about, there is, you do need a level of un- a little bit of understanding of what happened in that case. I mean, it's not a whole lot to understand. No, it, it's very, very basic. It's more, it's more of a blackmail plot than anything else. Yes, and they were very public with the news, very public with demands, and they essentially just threatened companies. Really, is what happened with them. Yeah, but they put Japan almost at standstill. People were in fear of them but there were some coincidences that happened that were not linked to it that people thought might be linked to it some incidents some brawls some some fights that just fit into the language that the monster with 21 faces was putting out it is on our list we might get round to it maybe maybe because we do want to we want like we said this is the first time visiting japan we would like to do japan has a lot of crimes that people just don't know about there are some untapped <laughs> but there is an untapped vein there, like a looking for a gold vein so like we could do dharma but what's the point at this yeah point? i i i'm in i'm in that point where it's like you could tackle yeah you could tackle dom you could tackle john wayne gacy you could tackle bundy it's like these these are these are like world known serial killers really standard yeah, or a cookie cutter milk version you know like that's the problem yeah they are literally they are who are the, who are the big who are the big four and they are two they are three of the big four yeah and if you're a brit you probably throw jack the ripper and yorkshire ripper in Ian brady myra henley yeah you throw them in there but outside of them they're the main ones we've had a few others oh you got what's it the old doctor howard shipman shipman that might be a good one to dig into because he got about 200 victims in. yeah and then more recent i guess stephen port would come on the list we've done um, we've done would you really count what's his face ian is it ian hadley in in huntley ian huntley sir killed two, i think, he, I he, think he, he killed two little girls eh? there's, he, there's he, some he, interesting there's some sh- interesting shit in his past and some interesting shit in his future his present yeah. as well the shit he's done since he's been in prison could be worth covering that case just because it wouldn't be a dive on the case it would be a dive on the person he was having like fourteen-year-olds live with him, and oh, I'm their personal carer. Oh. Years before he did this, yeah. and there were like reports on family. No, he's a nonce, and he's fucking our daughter. And he's like, no, no, our relationship is—it's not. We're friends, but I am a carer. But then later, once you turn sixteen, he's like, oh yeah, I am her boyfriend. Do not like. Do you know what I mean? And there was a lot of that going on with him, reported multiple times by parents at schools of complaints of noncery and shit. Fucking Nothing man. happened. Come, moves away a couple of years like maybe like 10 years later boom rapes and murders two little girls to confirm that he raped them no but of course he fucking did because that's the, if that's the case that's all that, that i've not found any of that you can't fucking you can't prove it why else did he do that yeah but they examine the bodies man they would that yeah, would that would come up to burn them. 
Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah, shit. Like, you wouldn't even know anymore then, yeah. You know, some rapists wear condoms as well. This is a fucking weird yeah. thing. You find that? They fucking slip a Johnny on. Because they know. If they're a serial rapist, there's a chance of getting caught. There's no yeah, evidence. so they know. Like, uh, there was a beast of Bexley, which is near where I'm from. And it took years to catch him. And he was just basically, I think he was like hitchhiking on motorways and just raping women that pulled over. Oh, so literally he would hitch a ride. And any, any bird that pulled over, he'd yeah, fucking... Or he, pull his car and put his hazards on and he must have raped like 12 women before they finally caught the cunt and that's what and he was just saying I'm almost like Bundy kind of did that oh my arm's broken can you help me oh yeah Bundy was clever well not clever but actually to be fair he was a fucking clever cunt but you know his some of his ideas were fucking pawned off on bloody films like Science of the Lambs how well, uh, yeah. how Buffalo Bill lured victims in with the broken arm put the sofa into the well, uh, directly from Bundy and then yeah. Bundy was like People say he's hot. I don't think he was hot. He looks normal. Good right. head of hair, girl. great smile. Yeah, that's that was charming the charisma that Lord people Wearing the clothes that you associate with, like, fucking Mr. Rogers, the fucking TV, exactly, yeah. you know, like, wholesome. Yeah, that's just a wholesome, normal Trustworthy guy. man. Hi, guys. Well, my arm's breaking. You help me? And then, boom, in the car, and you're, yeah. you're on your way. Yeah. <laughs> that's the end of you. you. And you wouldn't think it of him. And, and others were like that. Gacy, who's, who I really like. No, I don't like Gacy. It's weird. We've said this before. It's weird to say. I like the Gacy case because of just how much that cunt pretended to be not a monster yeah. in the public eye. Because deeply and truly in his soul, he, he was, was a fucking monster. Yeah. And he, the minute he left his house. The mask came the on. The mask came on, and he fooled hey. way too many fucking people. Yeah, he did. The it, barbecues the, he'd the have and all that. The mask never faltered. The mask yeah, never Scout faltered. leader, fucking camping trips of young boys, yeah. and then he was just mass raping and murdering young lads. Yeah. Fucking disgusting. Hiding the bodies in the crawl space yeah. of his fucking house. And they know, because he came up, because cause a lot of them were guys, he'd, like homeless guys or people that he offered jobs to, but they know he... he I think three or four of his victims were rent boys, right? Or young lads who'd run away. Yeah. But in the areas they died and they were found and they went missing, there's like 40 other young lads in that time period that have never been found. And their family don't know what happened to them. And you just fucking sit there and think... When was Gacy executed? Early 90s, yeah. wasn't it? Kiss my ass. It's final words. Someone popped up the other day, and it was literally one guy's last like, final words on on his when he's getting the electric chair were, "Where's my stunt double?" <laughs> yeah, there's a few great quotes like that. I can't I can't remember them all, but there's loads of them where they've just gone. They must have thought about that for weeks. Yeah, how can I go? Out, how can I go out with a punch? Go out in style in some way. This is I've got no dignity because once that electric fucking thing hits me, I'm gonna shit and piss myself. Oh yeah, you're fine. And I'm gonna scream. But before that, what can I fucking say? Well, that's why they put the mouth guard in, so you don't scream. Yeah. What can I say to him? You got any last words? Yes, yeah, suck yeah. my dick. <laughs> but I think that's this one done. Yeah, I say it wasn't gonna be. It was never gonna be a, a long, long one because there's not really a whole lot to fucking really cover with it. Think longer than anyone else. It's because we talk about a little bit. No, shit. I know. But even if you cut that out, I think it'd be long. Most people made twenty minutes, and they because they didn't want to dig into who the guy could be. They didn't want to talk about the fucking politics and the history of the country at the time. I think that's all very much part of it. Yeah. You can't, it's like you're in a post-war country 30 years after a war, rebuilt by another nation, starting to thrive. There is animosity. There's foreigners coming in and crime start happening. I think you do have to analyze that nature. At the very least, you have to at least mention it. And a lot of people don't want to. They don't even want to talk about the vending machine, like what that means in Japan. 
you know, how often they are that you buy fucking knickers in them, you know? They don't want to talk about that. A couple should, do. A couple do, yeah, you're right. But they need that needs to be part of the conversation, otherwise you're missing a big chunk of the story. Well, life. if you don't talk about that sort of thing, all you're literally talking about is these 11 people died. And, if, yeah, and, they, and, they, and they still don't know to this day who did it. And they use this drug and this is the drinks they a lot of them a lot of them never even talked about that there were people that were they only stick to the deaths yeah which we kind of stuck to the deaths mostly well, it's because but... you, you don't have the information for the for the poisoning so we can't work out where the other area what other areas were affected by it but you have to think the psychology of that like you just wanted a drink <laughs> you just wanted to have a drink and you fucking dead yeah that's horrible like yeah fucking you right. just needed a drink and it's not even it's not even a quick death it's a fucking painful a death painful death your fucking you're, lungs and throat you're burning from the inside on their way and you just on your way out and you just sit there and think because i took a free drink that was left behind by someone else that i thought was a kind stranger because that's what we do in japan we're kind yeah and they are kind people yeah and fucking dark dark shit yeah, so Scott, I think that is the end of this. Shorter than most episodes, but enjoyable. I've enjoyed this, and and it's good to visit Japan. And we want to talk about more of these Japanese crimes. And they are there are a few on the list. One of my favorite places in the world, man. I'm uh, more than happy to go back. We, we're going to try and get two episodes a month out. I think that's the plan moving forward. Just try. It's just try it because it's because it's mostly me and you. Yeah, and I'm I'm fortunately, I'm, unfortunately for, I'm a busy person. Yeah, it has been mostly me and you for about a year. Yeah, at this point. Yeah, I think I think last year it was mostly me and you, and then Tian. When he could, but yeah, he has issues. That kid, well, burning issues, burning issues. <laughs> Sorry, Tim, burning responsibilities. Yeah, but I'm sure he'll be back. But yeah, we, we do enjoy doing this, and we're going to try and get two out a month. Yeah, time. we'll do our absolute best. It's, it's, it's just when just trying to line shit up, really. Yeah, and I'm hoping to have streamlined the editing process, which is nice. <laughs> save you, save you the hassle does save hustle but no thanks for listening to this one and uh, check out our next episode we're not sure what it'll be yet but it'll probably be something disgusting and if you find this one first make sure to check out the black mirror episode that came out this week yes well, it, last it week came before. out it came out yeah just just a week ago it's doing quite good numbers i know we have moved on from entertainment and we did say at the beginning of that one but entertainment is still part of what we do but we're being very selective we're not going to talk about marvel trailers like it's just not going to happen because yeah, like, i think me and you pretty much unless it's spider-man related it's not worth it it's not worth doing yeah. but no yeah cheers for listening to this one and uh, yeah take care guys cheers